Welcome in to Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley, my voice sounds awful. Jack Heim, beautiful as ever, to my right. We got a lot to talk about on this Wednesday afternoon, NFL Week uh, 4, right, Jack? Yes, sir. Week 4, MLB coming down to the wire. Uh, College Football Week 5 coming up, all to be previewed here today. However, uh, we do have to start with something we mentioned uh, on the Monday show. Uh, A much more important situation than any sport we could talk about here is unfolding uh, in real time in front of us in Florida with the destruction ongoing from Hurricane Ian. The latest intermediate advisory from the National Hurricane Center keeps winds at a staggering 155 miles per hour, Category 4. But make, make no mistake about it, this is one of the strongest storms to ever strike the Uni- the continental United States, only four on record with stronger winds at the time of landfall. To put that in perspective, it's not only about the wind. Uh, storm surge in excess of 12 to 18 feet is possible uh, along the Florida coastline, and we're already seeing videos and pictures come in with the early uh, destruction down there on the coast. Winds, rain, uh, feet of rain we're talking about, spreading inland across uh, a lot of Florida here in the coming hours and days. Uh, Our thoughts and prayers with everyone down in Florida. Um, My brother in Orlando, you know, he's hunkered down. I hope everyone else down there is as well. Uh, Jack, anything else to say at this time about Ian? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we we talked about it on Monday, you know, follow the the advisories. You know, if you had to evacuate if you were advised to evacuate hopefully you have done so safely in a safe manner but yes uh if you are still down there um you know be safe be well hunker down uh hopefully you have hurricane procedures in place um but yeah uh this is a very very serious storm one of the like you said it's one of the you know strongest storms to ever hit the continent of the united states and it's you know currently doing its fair share of damage to say the least in florida you know the likes of fort myers have already been hit so there, there are places already seeing the effects of this storm and there it's going to keep keep on trucking through so um again just best wishes for for everyone down in florida and just be safe that's really all i got to say on this yeah uh we will keep you posted with any updates over the next uh two hours as we go along with the show uh i the last update said that the eye should be making landfall uh soon the national hurricane center doesn't usually say that unless landfall is pretty much imminent so i expect that is within uh a few hours probably uh an hour or two maybe less if i had to guess um, however, you know, the storm is unpredictable. Motion is fairly well known, however, can still remain a little bit unpredictable. And the, these impacts do, are not just limited to the coast and folks there. Uh, inland, going to be getting a tremendous around, amount of rain and wind as well as this thing starts to wind down and then uh, actually looks to make a second landfall uh, toward northeast Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas. Uh, so, folks there, please also be weather aware and uh, listening to local authorities as well as the National Hurricane Center for any possible updates and information. Anyway, so that is the situation down in Florida and surrounding areas with Hurricane Ian. Once again, hope everyone is safe and weather aware. Uh, But now we move into what we usually do here this week, um, previewing NFL Week 4, College Football Week 5, and the MLB playoffs. Jack, take your pick. Where do you want to start? We're going to be out of the way early, just because okay. I have a little bit to say on this, uh, being a Mets fan and how things have <laughs> gone recently, especially last night. I uh, my I but anyway, um, before I say something I could possibly regret, we will 
calm down and shift into what exactly happened last night. If you are unaware, the Atlanta Braves have tied the New York Mets for the oh, National League Eastern Division lead. And Mitch, yeah, I know you're smiling from ear to ear. Over I love there, it. So I'm very happy with this. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, what you do hate the Mets more than the Phillies, right? Just because I obviously hate the Mets more than the Phillies. Do you the mean Phillies more than the, the Braves? Braves? Well, I keep doing this today. I've done this three <laughs> times today while talking to you. I'm making mistakes. No, in terms dude, the of Phillies like, are far worse than the Mets. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just like, yes, I, I don't d- know what I'm doing. I do hate the Mets Sorry. Uh, considerably more than the Braves. Yes. Yes, okay. I figured because it's just a closer rivalry. But, yeah, oh, man, Atlanta. It's really the Mets doing. It's not really what the Braves are doing. No, the Braves have just been doing what they've been doing, and that's winning games. Uh, the Mets are, let's see, I think 11-9. and nine. Against the likes of the Pirates, Nationals, Marlins, Cubs. Um, well, the Phillies are now 0 and 4 against the Cubs, so we're with you there. Yeah. What is going on? Luckily, the Brewers lost. Yeah, they lost to um, and the Cardinals. St. Louis. Yeah, they clinched, clinched their division. The yes. Congratulations, St. Louis, Albert Pujols. Yeah, it feels and like company. The, feels like the East is the only team of the race. Dodgers clinched, Cardinals clinched, Yankees clinched, Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, the East is the only division without a division clincher yet. So really, yeah, most of the playoff field is set in terms of division winners. Uh, the wild cards are pretty much mostly set too in each conference. I mean, I mean the Brewers and, and Phillies back, are going at it. Yeah, and Baltimore's trying to get on Seattle's. Oh come on! Tail, but come three on, and, they're three and a half back. Make my pick happen. Their magic no- Mariners' magic number six. Mm. So okay, that's not good. Yeah, no, not only at all. about uh, nine games to go. Uh, for the Mets, it is seven. Okay, all right. Phillies got nine, I believe. So uh, yes, eighty-three and seventy. And I can do math. That's a total of 155. 162 minus, or 153. 162 minus 153? That's nine. Yes, sir. Quick maths from Mitchell Smedley here on the math show. Math with Mitch. Yeah, <laughs> math with Mitch. Yes. <laughs> I like that. It's a good ring to it. That has a great ring to it. But yeah, both Mets and Braves, 97 and 58. They will play each other starting Thursday. Uh, oh, starting Friday, correction. But the hurricane could have some effects on that, potentially. Again, uh, like we mentioned with Ian, storms are unpredictable, especially hurricanes. Um, but... That that could play a factor. Right now, it's being rumored as not not a huge factor, but it is something that they've been taking into account and they've been discussing maybe moving the series. So that will be interesting note to monitor. Before we get back to our MLB discussion, though, a quick message from the KR Notebook. Attention, KU students. Did you know undergraduate research and creativity gives you many of the resources needed to publish and present your work at regional, national, or international levels? To learn more, please visit www.kutztown.edu slash UGRC. You can also stay up to date on conferences and publication opportunities by following UGRC on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Welcome back to Heavy Eaters, everybody. Jack Heim alongside Mitchell Smedley getting back in our MLB discussion. And I glanced to my left <laughs> and I see Mitchell... With a is that a tube? It's a tube. I think with that's a, what James called. Yeah, it. with a tube holding it like a baseball bat. But well, anyway, I'm this is, I'm trying to look the part, man. Yeah, trying to look the part. I'm trying to get ready to hit this show out of the park. Yes, as we are here on the radio voice, Kutztown University. K, you are Kutztown, sixteen seventy a.m. on this cloudy, I'd say more overcast Wednesday afternoon. But cast a little brisk. A little brisk. Fall weather's moving in. Fall weather is moving in, uh, and I, I like it. I do like. I can't stand the fall. Really? I cannot. We, we are on opposite ends of the spectrum there, my friend. We are completely on disagreement on this one. Look, man, I just like being able to throw in a hoodie. That's just that's the big thing for me. Okay. I, I like throwing a hoodie on on like a summer night, you know? <laughs> I don't wear hoodies in the summer. To, bar- to borrow some material from the great George Carlin, you know, one of those summer nights where, you know, sound carries. Your neighbor doesn't think he can hear you. 
or you can hear him. And he's standing standing on his porch talking about you. Like, oh yeah, is that how it is? <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill Burr. I said George Carlin. Uh, Bill Burr, totally Bill Burr. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> I, I like those <laughs> nights. I relate to that. That's awesome. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. Back to MLB, though. Uh, we mentioned the East because that's really the only race that there is to monitor at this point. Um, every every other division is clinched. Um, but Aaron Judge hasn't hit a home run in a minute. He has not. And a lot of people, they, they've been walking Judge. They've been walking him a they boatload. I wouldn't pitch to him. They don't want him to get the record. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't want it. A coalition to, uh, a coalition walk to walk him for the rest of the season? AL East meeting, get together. Hey, guys, <laughs> we cannot let Judge get this record. Imagine? No, no way. Wow. That would be something right there. I feel like he's going to get it in Texas. They play home against Baltimore. He'll probably tie it at home. But I feel like he's going to get it on the road at Texas. That sucks for the fans. Yeah. I want them to be able to see it. I agree. It would be better if it was at Yankee Stadium, but... Yeah. Especially with, like, if it were just one of those little dinky uh, Yankee Stadium... Right field home runs. Pop yeah. flies. Yeah, it goes, like, <laughs> 320 down the line. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Exactly. It's like, did he really do anything special? But 61! Everyone's, everyone's going insane. Oh, especially if it was, like, 62, you know? Yeah. And everyone's losing their minds. It's like, he had a pop-up. <laughs> Judge hits a sh- pop fly ball to right. Judge hits a pop-up sky high, and that's going to be the record. It's going to carry. This might get out, and it is. It's 62. Imagine that'd be incredible. Uh, anyway, back to the East. When yeah. fantasy becomes reality. Okay, Derek Cheater. Yeah, Derek Cheater. Um, yeah, but the Finns, not the Finns, the Finns, the fish, fish same, same state, state, same city, just different mascot. Both are fish, though. Dolphins and the Marlins. Oh, we're talking about the Marlins? Yes, because they beat them at 6-4. to four. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 okay. By the way, interesting note for that game last night. Richard Blyer, the Marlins relief pitcher, balked three times I in an inning. I saw that. To score a run. Mattingly got ejected. Ejected, right? yeah. I don't think that, that was objectively not right. Um, I don't think you those mean were ejectively good calls. not right? <laughs> 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 that is not, not right. right. Yeah, no, um... I don't His think pitching style calls. was engulfed. Yeah. Richard Blyer was very irate, I would say. I would be too. So, yeah, Carlos Carrasco, rather uncompetitive uh, effort there last night from the Mets. I mean, it was just. Love to see it. Bad. I mean, considering he's been so good against bad teams, 2 1 4 ERA in the season against bad teams and against teams under 500, and then he just has that blow up last night in a huge game where you need to keep winning. Not good. Not good look from the veteran. Yeah, but the Mets tried to go back at it tonight. Actually, my cousin's going to the game. Wow. So. Good looks. Have Hope fun, he has so. zero fun. Okay. Well, hope they get crushed nine to three. Yeah. Well, I hope the Phillies don't win another game. So, at the rate the Brewers are going, that would still get us into the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Honestly. What's the ma- well, our magic number? I think is eight. I think it's uh, eight. Five. Five. Whoa. Okay. I slept through that seminar. Wait. 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 Hold on. I think I might have looked at the wrong thing. I think you did. I think it's eight. Because we got nine games to go. I'm looking at the wild card. So do the Brewers. And it says E number five for the Brewers. So Error five. <laughs> That's an error on the uh, uh, third no. baseman. Yes. Yeah, that's an E5, but yeah, in terms yeah. like elimination That's Alec Boehm. E means Fitting. elimination number five. So oh, it's really? five games. So, yeah. Wow. So, oh, no, it, no, no. It's, uh, okay, so we need eight because... The Padres? No, because we could get in with the Padres. Yeah, you're the third wild card right now. So yeah, I don't know what I was thinking then. It's all good. We have nine games to go though. Like if we lost nine and they won six, three, three. I don't know what I'm. I, yeah, 
Math. Let's go with five, bro. Yeah, yeah five Math with is. Mitch in five its second is. edition is not going as well. <laughs> yeah, not as not as swimmingly as the first. I'll first research around, it. But yes, yeah, Magic numbers five for the Phillies to clinch. Interesting monitor. Can they break the streak of uh, 11, 11 years. years in the making? So, <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh every time All I hear waiting that. for this moment. And we would so. play St. Louis. You would. Which is the matchup I would like. Really? Yes. Oh, dude. I oh, do, you compare the Braves, yes. I do not want to. It would be the Mets. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it would. No. Yes, it would. Actually, yeah, right now it is the Mets. Yeah. See? So. And baseball doesn't reseed, right? Mm. Or do they? So if, if the Phils, let's go hypothetical town here. If the Phils beat the Cardinals <laughs> in round one, would the Phillies stay the bottom seed and play yes. the Dodgers? Yes, they would go play LA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No reseeding. Yeah, so if the Mets were to win, they'd go play Atlanta. Which so. sport is it that does reseed? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. It's not football. I feel like it might be baseball, honestly. No, maybe. Because football know. doesn't. I know that. The NFL does not. Because the Falcons in 2017. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Biggest play of the game, Julio Jones falls down. <laughs> you know, one year removed from 28-3, to three, by the way. Yeah. I love dunking on Falcons fans. Ouchie. So easy. Yeah, it really is. It's too easy. <laughs> it, it, they, they need to erase a 28-3 of their own. to, to Just once, please. Make it a somewhat equal. Yeah. But... Anyways. Yeah, I don't really got much else on baseball. I mean... Nah, just a wait and see right now for those two, uh, the NL East, really. Yeah, NL East is the only interesting thing to monitor. Judge is at 60. Pujols got 700. Um, so that was fantastic. We talked about that on the Monday show. Yeah. You think he gets to 800 by the end of the year? <laughs> 107. The years. race is on. The race is on. Can he beat Bonds? <laughs> What kind of games would you need for him to have that many at bats? Yeah, exactly. They have to put up like thirty runs at least. Oh, game. minimum. Yeah, yeah. They'd have to set records. My upon records. Goodness. Speaking of records, by the way, I saw an Instagram post from MLB on Fox, and it was like five most unbreakable records of all time. One was like one was Bonds' home run record. Two was Shohei Otani getting ten wins and thirty home runs in a season. Number five was Cy Young with 739 complete games. If you did the math on that. What? If you did the math on that and did like 31 starts a year for a starter, you took 739 divided by 31. That uh, would be, that's a lot. That's like that. That's max starts. That's almost 30 years. No. Can't be almost 30 years. No, 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 no. Like, like 20? Like a, a starting pitcher gets like 30 starts in a season. Right. That would have to be like 23 complete games a season. Wow. Yeah. How is that not number one? Seven? No one is even going to get close to 739 complete games. Wow. No one's, I mean. Who's going to sniff that? Who's going to get 100? Hey, especially in the current era we play in. That's where what I'm no saying. One goes no one's getting games. 100. Yeah, no one goes complete games anymore. Yeah, that's never Unless you're like broken. that dominant. But no. No, no one's that dominant. But we've seen managers take hitters out of games where they had a no-hitter in the eighth inning. I've seen uh, Gabe Kapler remove Aaron Nola through a shutout with 68 pitches. <laughs> I'm not bitter about it in the slightest. No, not at all. You can clearly tell you're not bitter. I'm not frustrated. No, you're not. Yeah, you're not frustrated at all. Banging my tube. <laughs> Bang, banging your tube. Anyways, are we moving to NFL? Yeah, we can. We've moved for our first break. Do, first, we got to recap Monday night. We do, Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Good, good looks reminding me. I nearly forgot about that. Exactly. But it's because that game was awesome. Garbage. I was guaranteed to have one of my two most hated teams lose. Yay. And now we hear Cowboys fans thinking 
dunking on Giants fans because they got the illusion that somehow the Giants fans thought the Giants were good. You if did. you're a Giants fan and think we were good, you, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Everyone knows the Giants. Everyone with good. a tad bit of common sense knows the Giants, just because they started 2-0, are not a good football team. Terrible Look up and down team. the roster. We're, we're not good. We're not there yet. We're taking steps in the right direction, but we're not there yet. What we're are we're not close. Steps? I haven't seen any of those steps. Well, we've Daniel found ways Jones to win future. You're wasting Saquon Barkley's prime. You don't have good receivers. Uh, I don't. I don't particularly like your offensive line. What your defense? Andrew Thomas is nice. You got playmakers on defense. I, I haven't heard of them. <laughs> what steps here? What steps? I mean, we have a good coaching staff, and oh, he took over one of the worst situations in the NFL. Joe Shane took over one of the worst situations in the NFL. The Giants were one of the most cap tied franchises. He so. took over one of the worst situations in the NFL and kept it one of the worst situations in the NFL. Well, it's year one. It takes time. So. <laughs> that it does. It does. Uh, I always go back to the 2016 Eagles. Remember yeah. how bad that team was? Yeah, it takes time. Next year, boop, Super Bowl. I'm not saying the Giants are going to the Super Bowl next year, but it takes time to get things going in the right direction considering you've been incompetent for the past greater part of five years. So. Did Mitchell Smedley just pick the Giants to win Super Bowl 58? Prediction, folks. Early prediction. Mitchell Smedley has booked it. So we just Get in on these odds while they're, while they're this low, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, That's like the one man, to 40,000 odds yeah. right there. For the man who said Phillies Orioles, he goes hot take even farther for the Giants to win next year's Super Bowl. We do have to step aside, though, for a first break of today's show. When we come back, recapping Monday night further and then getting into week four of NFL. Stay with us here on the Heavy Hitters. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. KUR cuts down Jack Heim alongside Mitchell Smedley. Yo! Getting back in our... Feed the dis- pig! <laughs> Feed the pig! First number, not yours. You forgot the foom. Not foom. yours. <laughs> oh, this one is yours, but it's, but a, it's five. a five, and you don't, you don't get, get any money for that. that. <laughs> uh, never fails to make me laugh. It's just, it's just funny. Makes you chuckle. Cowboys with the Giants, twenty-three sixteen in a boring game. Wow, snoozer. As to the primetime snooze fests of week three. We got better ones this week. That was that was Mitchell's Monday meltdown, if you missed it. Yeah, Whoa, it even more alliterate, if you missed it. Um, yeah, terrible Ooh. primetime games. Um, we got Bengals-Dolphins tomorrow, though. Bengals-Dolphins, Thursday night, yes. One, one last thing, though, for Giants-Cowboys. Oh, oh I, wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to move on. I, oh. I got so much to say about really? how much I, I love... The terribleness of both of these teams. I mean, let's start with the Giants because that's where that's where this game starts. The Giants are a terrible football team. They were the biggest frauds at two and zero, and it's because they played the Panthers and uh, the Titans, and they should have lost the Titans game on that field goal. But I digress. Wow, they could not play at all. Who? Where's Kenny Galladay? Remember when he was a star receiver in this league? No longer. Do you remember that? That dude's a bum. With, with the Lions of all people. Yep. Certified, certified bum of the year, Kenny Galladay, per Jack Himes. Stamp it. Stamp it right now. That dude is garbage. I mean, wow. He was invisible. Lazy. I mean, can't I know I'm blind, anything. but I could not see him on the field. Lazy. Can't catch anything. Welcome Work ethic of club. no one. Welcome to our club. Welcome <laughs> to our club. No. Um. But yes, Cowboys win 23-16. Cooper Rush is now 3-0 as a starter. Well, that's, that's a that's crazy. misleading stat. No, that's what I'm is. saying, though. The Cowboys looked awful because they couldn't put away this terrible Giants team. You got to be beaten up on these teams, and they couldn't. Look, the scoreboard's a little misleading, though. The, the Cowboys did control this game. No, they, it was like yeah, but they were able to, three, to run it down the Giants' throat. Though they were able to run it down the Giants' throat, though. Thirty okay. carries for a buck seventy-six. That's five point nine a carry. 
Pollard went 13 for 105. That's 8.1 a Pollard's carry. Pollard's the better running back, by the way. I agree. Zeke is... So right. Yeah! So right. Yo! What's up, Linda? Up top, Linda. Yeah, we were... Boom. Welcome to heavy hitters, Linda. Yeah, welcome to heavy hitters. I figured, yeah. you know, I have... I think I talked on your Wednesday wind-up before. Yes. Yeah. Never heavy hitters, you know? Well, yeah. Just debut appearance on heavy rebranding. hitters. Yeah. Went through, yeah, went through a little rebranding, so... That's fine. We scared her away. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting stuff going on in the KUR production room. Dude, I, I... This is chaotic. It is chaotic, but controlled chaos. Let's get back on topic here. 23-16, yes. final score. We mentioned the Dallas rushing game. C.D. Lamb, 8 for 87 and a touchdown. He could have had more if he didn't drop oh, that pass right oh, through his arms in the oh, first baby. half. That was terrible. Wow. I was like, how do you drop that? You're an NFL wide receiver. It goes whoop, right through the hands. Uh, but Giants receivers Looking were doing like that all night. Nelson Aguilar out there. Looking like Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay out there well, dropping passes left and right. Unfortunately for uh, for the Giants and Sterling Shepard, uh, out for the season. Yeah, with a and that dude can't ACL. stay healthy. Dude can't stay so healthy. So unfortunate. He's got the talent. Really unfortunate situation uh, for Sterling Shepard, which just adds to the, the problems on this Giants offense. Who's going to catch the ball? Tony, he's got injury problems. Galladay, he seems to just be a walking problem. Uh, now Sterling Shepard out. It's, you know. Giants number one receiver, Richie James. Richie James, baby. Richie James. I think he was with San Francisco before. RJ. Yeah. It's mostly a punt return, but now he's stepped up as kind of a decent receiver. So okay. I like Richie James, honestly. From what I've seen, I kind of like him. So remember that Travis Fulgham game a couple years oh, ago? Oh, my goodness, dude. Ugh. Dude, that was like the story of like the 18, 19 Eagles. They just had like random receivers just step up and make like crazy. <laughs> well, plays. you don't think Greg Ward is a generational yeah, yeah, talent? Yeah, Greg Ward and Travis Fulgham, the the <laughs> the icons of Philadelphia. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And it's Greg Ward. No, I'll never forget against the Giants when uh, the Birds had to win to beat out the Cowboys for uh, I think it was twenty nineteen. So it was a divisional title. And Wentz threw this crazy pass all the way across the field. And we had so many injuries. Throws all the way across the field to some guy named Joshua Perkins. <laughs> and I think it was, uh, I, I remember this game very well because it was like the Boston Scott, like, three touchdown game against you guys. I don't know if you remember this, Jack. This is yep. one of my fond memories, though. And, and just like, I was like, who is Joshua Perkins? But it was a beautiful touchdown. Back when the Giants had Golden Tate. He scored in that game. I know my history. Yeah, ill Golden Tate. So many bad times. So many bad times. Uh, but yeah, Cowboys win. They're two and one. Uh, Cooper Rush um, again, as misleading as it might be, he is three and zero as a starter. So disgusting to make me say that. One more thing though, matchup that I love to watch. Andrew Thomas absolutely clamped up Michael Parsons the whole night. I mean, he did not get much pressure that? at all. Andrew Thomas got dogged a lot his rookie season by Giants fans, and rightfully so. He wasn't good, but the quality of left tackle that he's developed into has been phenomenal. Well worth the the high first round draft pick. He is a great talent. Hope he sticks with the Giants for a while because he's clearly our best offensive lineman. Not close. I think Evan Neal will be good too, but he just needs, again, uh, a lot of people got on the misinterpretation that he was going to come in and be good right away considering the way he played at Alabama, but you know, guys need some time to develop, and I think Neil will be good. It's just going to take a little bit. And those are two guys who can be corner pieces of your offensive line, and they just build up the interior. John Feliciano had a pretty good night on Monday night for the Giants as well. Really, the left side of the line has been good. Right side, yikes. Um, but, yeah, that's been the problem for the Giants' offensive line. So inconsistent over the past couple of years. But they got to move on next week, and we will preview their game 
in a little bit, actually, because we're yes, going to shift to week four. Dolphins, Bengals. Let's go. Finally do, a good game. Yes. Finally a good primetime game. We're going to recap our week three picks, though. Oh, gross. I had yeah. a bad week. I, I had a bad week, too, Mitch. I'm going to calculate your record real quick. Uh, I went 6-10, and 10, though. So, yeah, not good. Uh, just real bad. Uh, but I don't know if you did all that much better, considering we had a lot of the same picks. Yeah, it's it's not. Oh, you did pick the Cowboys, though, so that that benefits you. I got you, that. You picked the Broncos, so oh, it's I got that two and zero. Yeah, you go two and zero, two and yeah, yeah. You actually had a pretty good week, I did? especially in the four o'clock slate. Wow. Yeah. So look at that. Um, what was my final? A lot better than me, I think. Uh, <laughs> still trying to think the numbers through here, but. We're just going to give you the win for week three. I will get an official record in our next break, uh, which I will. We remember how in. the counting went last week. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we yep. were stuck on that one for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we were. So, uh, but all all we need to know is Mitch won week three. Woo! That's what I like so, to hear. Good, for, good for you. I need Mitch. to drop on this board of like a da 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 da. Woohoo! it. So week four, big normals. Dolphins, Bengals, Thursday night injuries around for the Finns. Jalen Waddle been limited in practice, I believe, with a groin really? injury. Really? Has he? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I'm playing him in fantasy. Only, yeah, I, I have him. I'm playing against team. him. So, like, fantasy. how about oh, we yeah, get this are. done? Let's go, baby. Yeah. Jalen Waddle, I need you to play. I need you to play. Yeah, he was a limited participant in Tuesday's walkthrough practice. Hope he plays two, of course, dealing with the injuries. Uh, back, and I believe, um, I don't know if it was ankle, but let me check here. By the way. Oh, as I'm yawning on air. How professional of me. The <laughs> Dolphins, yes. the only other undefeated team other than the Eagles after week three because the Giants lost. Just going to highlight it a couple more times. Yeah, well, it's okay. So the 3-0 and Dolphins coming on, coming to take on – Is actually, is this in Cincy? Yes, sir. Okay, so Cincy. coming in to take on the one and two Bengals got the ship right against the Jets, right? Against the Jets. Yes. This week, Joe Burrow finally got into some stride. They are one and two, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because they were zero and two. Everyone's panicking. Yep. So, yep. Yep. Going to be a tough matchup against these three and zero Dolphins, especially if Waddle plays. That dynamic uh, receiver combo of Hill and Waddle may be wreaking havoc once again on this secondary, but. You know, as usual, it's going to be on Joe Burrow to step up, and and this this Miami defense that just held um, that just held the Bills to 17 points because two of them came on the safety, uh, just held the Bills to 17 points, and Josh Allen and and all that we know he can do with Stephon Diggs. You know, it's really you know points are going to be at a premium for the Bengals. They got to take advantage of the opportunities when they get them, which they did not do uh, early on in the season. So. Uh, big test coming off a little bit of a cupcake game against the the Jets here. So, um, how about from the Dolphins' perspective, though? You know, like you said, talking about it with the injuries, their star players are are injured, and this is going to be the first, I think, real uh, test for them coming through that Bills game um, that they they played well in. Yes, that you could consider that a test, uh, but this is real adversity uh, with these you know injuries and, and a hectic short week here. So, Jack, how do you see this one going? prime time on prime video yeah by the way prime video i don't like it really uh, yep no, i enjoy it i don't i do not the I, qu- I like the the broadcasters are fine yes the quality of the actual video though I feel i've heard people terrible. say it's low quality it of course i can't see quality, it and validate so. it myself what is it like 360 yeah it's not good wow yeah why would was, they stream it like that it was all choppy man when i was trying to watch the steelers browns game last week it's just 
it was rough. It was a rough debut for me. So um, interesting. Hopefully it gets better this week, man, because I can't keep dealing with much more of this. Like, uh, uh, it's like the audio quality is not good. The video quality is all right. But, yeah, man, uh, I'm going to need Prime to step it up. Anyway, I digress from my broadcasting um, gripes. Bengals are favored in this game by four at home. Uh, and, honestly, wow, I think that's a great four. line. Wow. I think the Bengals go to two and two. I'm not going to waste much time getting into my pick. Since he wins, hands Miami their first loss of the wow. year. Dolph, uh, Bengals really use that Jets game as a springboard kind of deal. They just needed to see something positive go their way, I think, to get them back on track. I, you know, this team is way too talented to uh, to keep struggling. I know the offensive line's had its problems, and it has been worrisome early on. But, again... You saw what Burrow was able to do. Uh, you know, he's able to find Tyler Boyd, able to find Chase a little bit, get T. Higgins heavily involved before he got hurt. He continued to play, but didn't uh, didn't really produce much more once he once he came back. So, but yeah, uh, this Bengals offense is fine. I think they're going to be that 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 stadium's going to be rocking uh, for Week Four in terms of you know an exciting home game against a very solid Dolphins team. I, I like the Bengals to win this one. Ah. Man, I think if the Bengals win it, it's by a field goal, and I honestly might just pick the Dolphins to win outright, especially if Waddle plays. I just don't think you can have much better than Waddle and Hill uh, for a defense that was struggling against uh, a team like the Cowboys. Or uh, who did they play week one? It was the um, Bengals week one. Steelers. Steelers. Uh, and that, that was just a mess of a game. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think the Dolphins are better than any team the Bengals have played uh, and it's not even close. So uh, give me the Dolphins, honestly, to uh, to win this one. And if the Bengals, you know, I wouldn't be totally shocked if the Bengals won this. This isn't my upset of the week by any by any means. But yeah, I mean, give me the Do- give me the Fins four and O, four and O down in Miami, Mister three O five, Mister three O five. So we vary on the Thursday night game. We're gonna go to the one o'clock slate. Uh, we're gonna start with the nine thirty game over oh, in man. London between Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and famous Jameis in Orleans, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, so famous Jameis, uh, he's still hurting uh, after his injury. Justin Jefferson has been held uh, very much in check the past two weeks. Adam Thielen had a decent game last week, but after their high flying performance against Green Bay, Minnesota has looked a tad uh, more human. Um, whereas New Orleans has just looked bad. Uh, there's really no other way to put it. They struggled mightily against Tampa Bay Week 2. They struggled mightily against the Panthers Week 3. How do you lose to that team, man? Excuse me. Excuse me. Quiet, child. Keep pounding. They're terrible. Stop it. Worse than the Giants. No. No, I'd take the Panthers no, sir. over the Giants. No, sir. No, I'm kidding. Baker Mayfield is trash. <laughs> I tried to believe in him. Remember that? Yeah, you I did. was so happy when they got him. You did try to play devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. I, I had hope. Um, maybe Sam Darnold will come back, though. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Sam Darnold revenge arc? Bro, let's go. But um, it has not been a year for revenge games. So. No, dude, it hasn't. We'll get to the, the Doug Peterson revenge game. But, oh, oh, yes, we goodness. will. The uh, that could, that's an interesting game this week, by the way. Yep. All of a sudden, um, but yeah. So the uh, Saints have they won a game yet? One and two. One. Okay, so they must have won week one. That game also escapes my brain. Um, but the the Saints on a two game losing streak. The Vikings got back on track last week after uh, uh, stuttering against the Eagles. Well, I, I there's really not much for me to say about this one. It's going to be the Vikings by a pretty hefty margin. I, if I had to guess, two scores minimum. 
I will agree. I will go the Vikings. By the way, that game that evaded your mind, the Saints battled back to take down Atlanta. Ah, yes. yes. How could I forget? How could you forget? The team you love to dunk on so much blew another lead. Surprise, surprise. Shocking. That's why it didn't stick out to me because it was just Shocker. so, you know. <laughs> That's how you know it's bad. That's how you know it's bad when a team absolutely blowing games is just not a surprise to anyone anymore. Exactly. Like, it's part of the Falcons' brand. It's just notorious. So, yeah. yes, um, we're going to keep it going here. Speaking of Atlanta, we we'll, might as well just go down there. Browns and what Falcons. What did you say? What you think about Vikings Saints? Oh yes, uh, Vikings to win. I agree with you. They're favored by three at this three. moment in time. Three, because it's technically a neutral field. What are we doing? So even if it was six with the three-point home field, come so, on. Yeah, I don't come know. Come on, give me the Vikings all day. This could all be a Camara breakout week though, because Vikings oh, run defense. Stop. Vikings run defense has been bad. Stop. It's been bad. Camara's bad. So. Yeah, Vikings Saints. Give me the Vikings. We agree on this one. Coming down to A Town, Atlanta. A Town? I don't think anyone's ever said that. I don't know. I kind of just threw that out there. Went out on a limb. Falcons Browns at Mercedes Benz Stadium. Ah, here's one the Falcons can win. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Doubtful. Big win last week at Seattle. Get off the Schneid. Went 0 uh, 2. Now 1 2. And really, you know, if the Browns didn't blow that week two game to the Jets, they could be. How about that? They could be teetering with a four zero start. Yeah. Now, now, I mean, they have a. I think they have a high likelihood to go to three and one. Oh, I, I think the Browns are winning this game. I, I agree. Possible and, for the Falcons, and I'll just but I think book the it down. It. I'm just going to book it down for myself now. I don't know if I should put it for you. But yeah, put it down. Yeah, Browns win conjunction again from us too. Uh, that, that was some fancy language right there. Yeah. It's just, you know, I look, I don't see a path. You know, if you're looking at these teams, I don't see a path for Atlanta to win this game. They're going to have to run it well with Cordero Patterson. It's a possibility. They can do it. Well, they're also going to have to defend against the run well with Hunt and Chubb. Exactly. That's, and I don't that's know if kind of the issue. That. Like, the thing is with that Steelers-Browns game last week, the Steelers were just able to, uh, the, excuse me, the Browns were just able to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, the offensive line just battered the Steelers' defensive line. And again, the Steelers, def- the Steelers defense is on the field for like, you know, Basically the entirety of the game. You know, it's, it's an exaggeration, but really it's what it feels like. The Steelers' defense has been on the field for the most plays of any defense by far through the first three weeks of the season. Uh, and it showed as that game went on. They were just able to control the ground game with Chubb and Hunt. And, yeah, my, my only concern is, is that the Browns closing out games has been very eventful the first three weeks. <laughs> it's Blew funny. it to the Jets, and they left the door open for the Steelers to try to come back in that, that game. It, the Steelers didn't, but the Browns yeah, have left that door open. Zone. And if you keep leaving that door open, more teams are going to capitalize on it and come back and make you pay. So going on the road, I think the Browns do win this one. They're only favored by one and a half. It's tight. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we both agree. It's the Browns. Browns over the Falcons. Browns over the Falcons. We're, We're going to take go. our second break of our number one when we come back, continuing to preview week four NFL slate Specifically, just with the one o'clock games, because there's a lot of one o'clock games to go. So we're gonna have to maybe get a little more rapid pace rapid here. Rapid fire, especially with the worst matchups. But again, stay with us here on Heavy Hitters for more NFL preview. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters. I am Mitchell Smedley alongside Jack Heim. Just wanted to give a quick uh, update. The eye of Hurricane Ian is just moments away from making landfall on the western, uh, southwestern Florida Peninsula coastline and there are some disturbing videos circulating around the internet uh, of not only storm surge and and debris and and destruction but of houses literal full-on houses uh, being uh, just dislodged from their foundations and carried away by these violent uh, surge waters once again we're going to keep saying it 
Uh, our thoughts are with everyone going through that situation uh, directly and all of their families indirectly as well. Uh, moving back into the NFL slate on Sunday, 1 o'clock games. Jack, where are we headed next? Well, we're going to head to Dallas. Dallas. Jerry's <laughs> world. Come Cowboys on. try try to defeat another NFC East foe. And I can't help but laugh as I have Josh Toot staring through the production room window, smiling and nodding, as I believe he heard us talking about Dallas. You know what's annoying is they're going to be 3-1. and one. Yeah. That yeah. sucks, man. I, I was so happy when they lost week one. Look, when Dallas loses, America wins. And, exactly. And everyone's pulling for Carson Wentz to win this week. I am as well, bro. From from sea to shining sea, I should everyone shoot is home rooting. and grab my, uh, my Wentz jersey. Everyone is rooting for Carson Wentz and the Commanders to beat up the Cowboys. And actually, interesting enough, ESPN's FPI, uh, Football Power Index, actually has the Commanders as the favorite, despite Dallas being favored by three and a half. Wow. So, interesting. I think they, uh, you know, the Washington defense isn't, like, absolutely terrible, right? Yeah, and this bozo is holding up a sign that says, in rush we trust. Yeah. <laughs> um, garbage. Throw it where it belongs. Anyway, back to the actual, in all, in all seriousness, though. Predicting this game, Cooper Rush and... Sucks. Yeah, Cooper he's Rush sucks. so average. Like the, the thing is, though, like, he does nothing game-breaking. Like, he's just meh. He's just an average quarterback. The thing is, though, he doesn't turn the ball over. Like, That's annoying. Yeah, it's just annoying. Like, can you not, like, could you just throw a couple interceptions? Like, make it make it fun Yeah, the Cowboys have a backup quarterback. Don't make it good. Make it fun. The problem is, uh, after uh, Devontae Smith just absolutely torched this defense, CeeDee Lamb is about to go off. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's true. I wonder if like, this game could be like a shootout. I don't know. No. Really? I don't know about that. I mean, it's Carson Wentz, so maybe. <laughs> yeah, does, it's, does, it's, does Carson it's, Wentz turn back the clock yeah, here? Yeah, uh, look, it's either going to go one of two ways. Carson Wentz is going to throw three interceptions, or he's just going to like... Four touchdowns. Yeah, four touchdowns, one, one pick. pick. Yo, let's go. On the same page, baby. Let's go. Over-under currently set at 41 and a half. Yeah. 41 and a half. I might take... I, I, I might be like, take the over on that one. Yeah, if I had to advise, but... um. Yes, yeah, as uh, much as it pains me to say, I'm going to go Dallas. Yeah, I'm going to go the line on it? Minus three and a half, Dallas is favored. Is this your upset of the week? Upset of the week, Jack! Woo! That was really loud. Book it. Commander. I just heard it up. Yep. Yeah, Commander's Come on! Mr. Mitchell Smedley, that is his upset of the week. And on Monday, week. we'll be able to come in here and be like, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> I'm hoping for Washington to win. Dude. I don't want this pick to win for me. Yeah. Come on. We very I go Cowboys, he goes Commanders. Seahawks, Lions up in Detroit. I'm Whoa. not going to waste too much time on this Some one. Sludge. I got the Lions winning. Yeah, I got the Lions yeah, winning. Yeah, Jared so. Goff, baby. Give it to me. Um, DeAndre Swift is not playing, though. The only reason I say that is because he's on my fantasy team. So, oh, oh. DeAndre Swift not going to play this week, so Jamal Williams will be the starting running back. with Which, of course, I'm playing against in fantasy. And, interesting to note, Kutztown's own Craig Reynolds yeah. will now serve as the backup to Jamal Williams. So expect him to get some more field time. He's gotten some touches in the first three weeks, but that volume could be increased. Former Golden Bear. Absolutely. We love supporting on our Golden Bears uh, at all levels. Uh, while you should play his football at professional. Andre Reed Football Stadium. Yes, he did. <laughs> we both go the Lions. They were they are favored by four and a half at home against Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Oh. And, <laughs> ugh. Gross. Have you yeah. seen the comparisons between Geno and Russell Wilson? I have not. Oh, it's gross. Gino's beating him in like a bunch of categories. Yeah. But somehow Denver's two and one. 
Make it make sense. I have I don't understand. no idea. AFC South Showdown, Titans, Colts, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, and the Colts are the most frustrating what, team to try to what solve. Is going on? They, they are like the biggest mystery what to is, crack in 2022. Uh, Frank Reich, can you do something that doesn't boggle the minds of all NFL fans across the land? Tie with the Texans week one, get shut out by Jackson in week two, and somehow stun the Chiefs at home in week three. Now you're hosting the Titans who are coming off of a big time win against the Raiders. But the Raiders, Raiders. But the Raiders are hot garbage. So um, yeah. We'll get <laughs> very to hot later. garbage. Yeah, we'll you know, get- Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, that hot, hot garbage. Make I don't know how that offense is not doing well. Isn't like, it miraculous? It's it's incredible how bad it is. Like this offense was good last year. Like, which makes me feel that it's not the players. Like, it's got to be the coaching staff, right? You would think. Like, this team won 10 games and pushed Cincy in the wildcard game last year. Yeah, and it took don't a, know what a weird whistle to uh, to lose that game. Yeah, exactly. So, crazy stuff, crazy stuff, but shows just how much the landscape can change in the course of a couple of months. But, yes, Titans-Colts, Indy tries to get their second consecutive win, go to 2-1-1, one, and one. Tennessee 1-2, and two. and and a rather flat out disgusting division because that's you got to you yeah. got to label it what it is. You this know, Jacksonville is, is winning the division. Yeah, and honestly, they might they might be on a fast track to win this division. And, you know, is that crazy to say? I'm going to get so. slowed up a little bit this week. I, I would agree. I think they might. I think they'll go to two and two. But it's like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm just so confused. I'm upset because I this game is so. Well, I don't know what to make of this game. To me, like, I'm really at a loss for words. I, I don't know. Like, I could honestly see this being a tie. Like that's Colts favored a three and a half is, is by the line Colts favored three. Wow, 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 wow. Why do I just have a feeling t- Titans are going to win this game? That's what I'm that's saying. That's just my gut right? telling me. I'm going Henry's Tennessee. back, right? I'm like, going with Titans. I, I think Robert Woods is slowly getting more acclimated to this. Traylon Burks Tra- every yep. week is getting yep. you know better and better. I was going to say that counts and stuff. Yep, ninety six percent snaps count on uh, passing on. On all offensive plays and last soon week. that's going to translate to targets and catches and yep. touchdowns. Watching the breakout soon. Give that's just all I'm saying. me the Titans. Might be my upset of the week. They're minus three and a half. Uh, they're plus three and a half dogs. But yeah. keeping it with the AFC South, Jags travel to Philly. Let's go. 3-0. Eagles, 6.5 favorites. Easy. At home, Doug Peterson returns to the link for the first time as a head coach. Not on the home sideline. Yeah. So, interesting Welcome dynamic. Home, Doug. He better get cheered. He better get cheered. So Wentz can be booed. That hurts my soul because a part of my you know, mind is still with that man for what he did for us that season. But Doug Peterson, he better get a standing ovation. Dougie Peak. Okay, Dougie I'm, P's a great I'm just going to write it down for you now. You're going the Eagles. I'm going the no Eagles by it. a lot. Eagles by a lot. Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe by a touchdown. I don't know. Touchdown. The only okay big note here for me is that the Eagles have been susceptible Stop to it. don't talk about the rushing house. attack. Oh, oh, okay. To the rushing attack, and James Robinson, how um, as it have it, uh, as it have it. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean we're susceptible it. to the rushing? How much did Dalvin Cook have? Yeah, they shut him down. But I more meant Swift in Week One had a really big okay game. Week One. We allowed that's like the outlier here. We allowed thirty five points. And then in the yeah, but then you played Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but then you played Kirk Cousins in primetime, who was absolute garbage. And then you played Carson Wentz. And now we're stink. playing Trevor Lawrence. You stink. Yes, Trevor Lawrence maybe but is James a half Robinson step above those guys, right? But it wasn't James Robinson that was. It, it wasn't um, primetime Kurt that was running against this. It so. was Dalvin Cook, one of the best in the league. Yeah, but he only got like six carries, dude. Like, they did not give him the ball. Because we gave him zero. Because they were down the whole game. They right, because they started it. running the ball, and we shut it down, bro. 
Yeah, absolutely. But a quick mention of the KUR notebook, potential KU community. Did you know that KU faculty and staff members can join KUR? Contact KUR at cutstown.edu to express your interest in joining. You can also call 610-683-4059 or stop by rooms 188 or 190 in the McFarland Student Union Building. Check out our Instagram for information about our meetings. Our Instagram is at KUR1670, so follow us there uh, if you want to get more information about our meetings. Those are Tuesdays, room 183 in the MSU, so stop by. Yes, but this message is brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Welcome back to Heavy Eaters, everybody. Jack Heim and Mitchell Smedley with you here. Final 10 minutes of hour number one of today's show. We were talking about Jaguars and Eagles at the link. Week four, Eagles trying to start 4-0. Which they will. They're going to be 6-0 after Sunday night football with Dallas. Just saying. It's the Jags, the Cardinals, who you hate, and the Cowboys. You're telling me one of these is going to be a loss? Out of my face. That's 6-0. crazy. 6-0. And then I, don't, I didn't even look at the schedule to see who's after that because I try to not jump the entire way down the schedule, but... Tell me a loss, Jack. Upset of the week! No, no, no. no. Upset of the week! Jags beat the Eagles. Wow. I am in stunned. You said I haven't been bold enough on my upsets of the week, Mitch. I did. How about this for bold? Okay, so this is bold. It (laughs) may be bold, but it's also dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm teetering on the line if this is bold or flat-out stupidity. This is just you just begging for the Eagles to lose. I'm going to rock with bold for the sake of my sanity. No. But I'm, this is, no. I'm definitely leaning more stupid here. But look at the slate. I didn't really know who else to pick. Like, it's not like any glaring things are just jumping out at me. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not really one to talk here. Mine was the commanders of all teams. So, so yeah. Jags beat the Eagles. That's what I got. Bills, Ravens, wow. M&T I, Bank I'm Stadium. still shocked. Yeah. What do I feel good about? What it? is the path no. to victory for the Jags? Do you think is it really just running the ball? No, they got to be able to hold the Eagles under thirty points. Under th- ooh, wow, okay, yeah, which is not going to happen. Twenty four less. I don't know, dude. The Jags defense is good. What's been their scores so far? They've held teams. They've held. They shut out the Colts. Oh, held, yeah, I forgot about that. Gave a twenty eight to Washington, but it's week one. So it's tough to me, and you know, first yeah, game after it was year. Washington, bro. Wentz always does this. He has this game where he just looks like he's back. And, and I'm hoping off, it's this so. week. <laughs> yeah, and then they beat, they absolutely stomped the Chargers 38 Oh, to yeah. 38 to 10. Oh, my goodness. They're I riding forgot. high, man. Forgot about that one. They're riding high. Wow. And that's a dangerous team to play. They're due for a loss. A team with confidence always. You, you don't think the Eagles are confident right now? Oh, yeah. Both teams, I think, are, though. Yeah. That's going to be a, that's like. I think this is the best. This is gonna be a slugfest. This is gonna be the best. This is gonna be a slugfest. See, I feel like the more we're talking about this, the more you can understand my pick. Exactly. Well, no, I I can't understand your pick, but the more I can see that it's gonna be a great game that should probably be on national television. Yeah. uh, This week, because we've been getting just bamboozled with the matchups the last couple weeks. Okay, we're gonna go through a quick three here. Bills Ravens. Bills favored by three. Big matchup with Josh and Lamar. Two of the best. That's incredible. Yeah. However, I have the Bills. Wow. Okay. Why? Uh, Reasoning. State your case. Ravens secondary. Hot trash. I mean, it's, it's just because they're so injured. It's really not that they're yeah horrible. It's just that you're going against one of the most dynamic offenses in the league, and your secondary is battered with injuries. I mean, everyone's down. It's not going to be good. Stephon Diggs might have, like, 200 yards. Yeah, if they try and cover Diggs like they did Hill with just rookies and one-on-one coverage, this is uh, not going to be a pretty game to watch. 
Uh, I think the Ravens will be able to fire back a few of their own shots. But, oh, yeah. You know. Lamar's going to do some things because he's been fantastic this year. Yeah, give me the Bills, though. Yeah, Bills win it. Two more Giants. More, more stop signs will be harmed in, in the process of this game. <laughs> <laughs> Giants, Bears, in the Meadowlands. Uh, two and one versus two and one. Wow, Montgomery. Dude, one of these teams is gonna be three and one. Yep. Yeah. Who would? Are thought? you kidding me? Who would? Come on. Dunk it, man. But yeah, this 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 is the world we live in. This is so stupid. That's outrageous. Yeah, outrageous to me. Who you got, Mister Giant? Um. Oh, I don't Ugh. know. The problem is the Cowboys were able to control the rushing game last week, and I feel like that could boil over. And the Bears have had a really good rushing attack. But David Montgomery might not play. And, but, Khalil, but the thing is, Khalil Herbert had no problem stepping into the role. Stepping into the role and, you know, picking up where they left off against the Texans. Yeah. So, as much as I want to pick the Giants, I think the Bears will just be able to control the clock with the run game. It's going to be a scrappy, gritty kind of game. But I oh, got it's the gonna Bears. it's going to be field goals galore. Yeah, I got the Bears in a tight one. Wow. I'm still struggling because I would have picked the Giants had Giants had is three-point favorites. If they had Sterling Shepard, I'd be picking the Giants. But I'm going to say there's a Kenny Galladay sighting. Okay. Uh, Richie James steps up. Darius Slayton? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Give me the New York football Giants to go 3-1. and one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was torn. I really was. But I just think the Bears will be able to control the clock more than the Giants will. What do you mean? You got Saquon. Yeah, I know. There's no doubt. And that a budding I, offensive line. Yeah. And, and I know the Bears can't throw the ball, but like I feel like it's just a typical Giants thing to happen would be like the Bears are like the worst throwing team in the league. This will be like the one week Justin Fields will actually be able to make throws. He had eight passes last week. Because they can't pass block. Like, that offensive line is literally incapable of pass blocking. It's terrible. Yeah, it's really Like, every bad. time Justin Fields drops back to throw, like, it feels like he's just going to get crushed. Don't watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is our advisory. If you have, if, if there are other games on, don't watch this one. Watch Jags Eagles. Watch Jets Steelers, Ravens. maybe. I, honestly, I mean, those are two ugly Jet games. Steelers, oh my but goodness. I don't know which one's worse. Wow. I don't know. Speaking of Jets Steelers, might as well just go there. Might as well go to the Steel City. One and two versus one and two. Zach Wilson coming back this week, making a season debut. Uh, and he was filled with headlines this past offseason. More off-the-field stuff. But yep. um, Who you got? First on-the-field stuff, I don't know. Give me the Steelers. Give me the Steelers. Okay. I'm riding with it. I just feel more confident. I mean, I'm, look, the Steelers' offense has not impressed me. And by the way, Matt Canada has said that Mitch Trubisky cannot make an audible, by the way. <laughs> like, if there's a play call, Trubisky <laughs> cannot audible out of it. Wow. If that does not show lack of trust in your quarterback, I don't know what does. Poor Mitch. Despite it, though, give me the Steelers. I just think Najee Harris will be able to... Do some things well on the ground. Deontay Johnson will have a good Please, game. Please, Deontay, I need you, buddy. Deontay will have a good game. Need Steelers, you, buddy. Steelers will score 24. I'd say 24-21 Steelers win in a tight one. 24-13 Steelers. Okay. So you're picking the Giants and Jets the do not have much firepower. Back to back. I like Brees Hall, though. I do. I, th- I, think I haven't seen much from him this year. So. Everyone was high on him coming into the uh, season, but it hasn't materialized. Okay, final 1 o'clock game, though, before we step off, getting ready for hour number 2, Chargers-Texans. 1-2 oh Chargers boy. go face the 0-2-1 Texans. Chargers favored by 5, Justin Herbert playing hurt. Austin Eckler has done absolutely nothing I the love first it. three weeks. Justin, um, not Justin Do the Chargers Eckler. get back on track? So, uh, yeah, I think they do, short answer, and I just love that I was so right about Austin Eckler. For th- after, for three years, I've been banging this drum that Austin Eckler is terrible, uh, and now it's finally coming to fruition. And I'm just I'm just very happy about it. They'll win. It'll be an ugly win, especially considering it's against the Texans. But they'll win. 
yeah, um, it's going to be a gritty kind of game, but um, yeah. I just say, yeah. Davis Mills, you think he goes off? No. Give no, Trevor. Trevor Lawrence did. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence has been in the Davis Mills. It's not close. I okay. Think. Give no, me the Chargers. I'm very unimpressed with Davis Mills. Yeah, we both I, go I have Chargers. no idea why they made him the starter, but okay. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting future for the Texans. We're going to step off. When we come back for hour number two, we will finish going through and previewing NFL Week 4. So stick with us right here on Heavy Hitters. Jack Heim and Mitchell yeah. Smedley back at it again. <laughs> we have two people in the studio here. Our guest picker, Linda, is with us. She popped in for a little bit for hour number one, but it, is now me. making your your first <laughs> your first appearance on Heavy Hitters. Right. It's you. It's, it's you. Can confirm. It's you. Can confirm. <laughs> the reports are true, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. I here first. It's her. It is her. Four o'clock slate. Cardinals, Panthers. Break it down, Linda. Come on. Break it down. Break it down. (laughs) What do you got? (laughs) I got Panthers. Hit us. Oh, you got the Panthers. The the Panthers are favored in this game by a measly point, but they are the favorite nonetheless. Linda, guest picker, goes with Carolina. Why, Linda? What's your reason? What's my... Because... Is it Cardinals Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. Cardinals are terrible? Yes, Cardinals you know what? Up no. top. Up top. No. Linda, no. Linda knows what's up. Linda, no. Linda knows what's up. I've been on this Cardinals everything. train that they're so terrible all season. So all Absolutely. You know, Linda knows exactly what she's talking about. Oh, yeah. I know Linda, all watch, about uh, this topic. Uh, Mitch, watch out. Your seat might be in jeopardy, pal. My seat? <laughs> oh, no. I'm oh, from On the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've been Give me this mic. No. This is my show. Enough of this blast. You ain't going to waltz in here. It's and take actually, my show. It's actually our show, but that's okay. my seat. That's true. Yeah, it is your seat. seat. So, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that that is true. We can patch you in from so, the production room. Yeah, breaker breaker. We breaker, can all have our own uh, <laughs> our own mics. <laughs> What'd you say? Breaker breaker one two. Breaker breaker. Uh, yeah, buddy, that's <laughs> what you got. Ten four. <laughs> yes. So, Lynn and I are in agreement. We are both going Carolina. Mitch, what are you going with? Oh no. I'm between two. Uh, Do we go the clean sweep? I'm between two schools of thought here because I think the Cardinals are going to vie, vie for a uh, wild card spot. Wild card spot. Yeah, you're definitely higher on the Cardinals than I am. But it's like Kyler has to eventually be good. James Conner has to eventually be good. Yeah, eventually. But, right. But they were 8-0 last year, and then they blew it. So here's my thinking. Hopkins is still out. Uh, who's that? Rondale Moore is still out. Yeah. yeah. But they have Greg Dorch. <laughs> Can't focus. <laughs> McCaffrey gets back in the end zone after uh, not being there since week one. DJ Moore actually has a decent game for once in his life. Baker Mayfield doesn't look like the hottest garbage around. Give me the Panthers. Give me the Panthers. Give me the uh, Panthers. Yes, the clean Carolina. You're calling me ho. We also have Jake in here. Little Jake. Eric Church, bro. Yo, what's you know, up? You, yes. What? You, you, you're you from North Carolina. I am. Uh-oh. I lived there for, ten, like, 10 or 12 years. Sick. Yeah. Uh-oh. So you're going with the Panthers, too? Sure. Clean sweep <laughs> it is. 4-0, Carolina. Everyone. So we have an issue. We have an issue. This just came in real time. Christian McCaffrey missed practice Wednesday because of a thigh injury. Okay. Christian McCaffrey misses practice on Wednesday, today with a thigh injury. That'll be something Does that to monitor. change your pick, Linda? Does that change my pick? Christian McCaffrey missed Wednesday's practice with a thigh injury. Well, the star of the Carolina Panthers. Who needs him? What? Oh! That is bold! <laughs> <laughs> who needs him? She's confident in the Panthers. 
The confidence is absolutely there. When you know what you know. Linda, he's you know. my favorite player. When you know what, when you know what you know. You I know literally have his jersey, know. Linda. When you know what you know. Well, Mitch, you know I think what you're gonna. You know. Think you're gonna have to find a new favorite. Oh, oh my god! I'm wearing my McCaffrey jersey to the e-board meeting tomorrow. <laughs> spicy hot this takes. This is awful. Death pickle with a spicy minutes. takes. Woo! What is happening? I will leave you out of the minutes. This is chaos. <laughs> wow. Read the notebook, Jack. Uh, we still got three minutes. I don't care. I need time to recover. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I will do it a little early today. Oh, Why man. not? You know, everything's getting changed up around here. Might might as well throw another curveball in there. He's the best running back in football. Who needs him? Who needs you? When you know what you know. What do you even do? You know Loyal listener of the know. show says uh, the Panthers are used to playing without McCaffrey. That's true, and they so, suck. Loyal listener keeps going on with these great takes. That thou shall remain anonymous. But quick message for the KU Noble Contention KU community: October third through October seventh marks the It's On Us Fall Week of action. Multiple workshops will take place that week, such as the Step Up. Bystander Intervention Workshop hosted by Director of Health Promotions, Fran Cortez Funk. You will not want to miss these informative events. This message of community interest brought to you by the Radio Voice of Christian University. Okay, you are heavy hitters, everybody. It's a good thing we play that disclaimer at the beginning of the show because Linda's takes are definitely not the views of Kutztown University or any related organization. Oh, but they are spicy. They are spicy. But you know what? I, I'm, all here. I'm here for it. I am here for it. For it. I'm not, bro. <laughs> I'm not, bro. Oh, Panthers are my team. McCaffrey's my favorite player. You're hurting my feelings and Mitch, my viewership. That's why you're losing your seat. Ooh. <laughs> no, I'm not losing anything, bro. Oh, wow. You're losing Redneck Rush out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell no. Y'all can't take my show. I still have to guest star on that. Yo, you'll be that's true. I'll be, I'll be there. Listen in. I, I have guest starred on that many a times. <laughs> yeah, so. Jack actually is a friend of the show there. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. Show, what did that mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I have Jack no clue. Not allowed on my show. Anymore. What's the next I've been on game, show. Why, why not? <laughs> not allowed. Okay, well, you, you've heard it here first, first, I guess. Yeah, banned from Listen yeah. Melinda. That is unfortunate. But we will take our losses and move on to Lambeau Field, Green Bay. Packers, Patriots. Mac Jones not going to play this week, dealing with a high ankle sprain. In the words of Linda, who needs him? <laughs> see, this is more yeah, accurate, though. Mac Jones. Mac jo- that's see, different. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> up top. High fives all around. Up goes, top. This is Mac Jones. <laughs> see, do you re- can, if you could just retract your statement about Christian McCaffrey. I retract nothing. Retracted nothing. Well, Mac Jones will not play. Bailey Zappi will make his Who NFL debut. Quarter- <laughs> quarterback from Western Kentucky. I've never even heard of this man. Yeah. When did he get in the league? Yeah. He broke the he broke the record for most uh, passing yards by an FBS quarterback ever. All right, broke Joe Burrow's record. From okay. Oh, so he's better than Joe Burrow. <laughs> Yes, Patriots Super Bowl confirmed. <laughs> Bailey Zappi is better than Joe Burrow. So, yeah. Yo, Zippy, Z- Z- James, is that you? <laughs> no, it's it's not. James is not we here. Are, are Packers not. favored by nine and a half. Though this is a fat spread. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Green Bay. <laughs> this is a fat spread. It is. It's a, it's a hefty line. So give I'll me the, take the Packers. Give me give me the Packers. Yep, we are both going Green Bay. A lot of agreements today, Mitch. Linda, Packers or Patriots? Packers Patriots. Ooh. Patriots. Patriots. That's Whoa. bold. Yeah. Goes with Zappy. Upset of the week. Upset of the week much. Yeah, nine, nine and a half line. Point. Linda's saying, and Bailey Zappy, we trust. That is what she's saying. So <laughs> hey, sticking with know. the trend of who needs them. Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> who needs them? 
Mac Jones, who needs him 2.0? So Linda's, Linda's going to England. Bold. Keeping the spicy bold takes going. Yeah, that's um, what I do. That's what I'm here for. So that's why this is like. This is why I'm here. taking Mitch's seat. No, for yeah. the hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> hot takes of the week with me. I have hot takes, but I'm hot and I have takes. Whoa. Oh <laughs> you my. Got, okay. We're going to Vegas and. Uh, <laughs> takes are cold, though. Takes are cold, yeah. Yeah, it takes cold. are cold. Takes are cold, but I am hot. <laughs> okay. Okay then. Moving on. It's Broncos real, Raiders. <laughs> AFC West. Can That's the beautiful. Owen can the Owen three Raiders get a win? Or will Broncos Country Let's Ride go to three and one? Linda, start us off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Broncos. Okay. Broncos are Linda, you gotta you gotta give us a Broncos Country. Let's ride. Yeah. Can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're this gonna is have so stop laughing. Room. Broncos Country. Let's ride. <laughs> 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 I can't stop laughing. Okay. Um, <laughs> come on, come on. I just can't stop laughing. Broncos country. Let's ride. Okay. Yeah. It, was, it was said. Every time you pick the Broncos, you got to say that. So, um, yeah. I'll go next, Jack. Yes. Well, Mitch, so take it away. We were talking about their, their offensive struggles with the Raiders, you know, and. and both uh, teams, really. Both teams are just really underperforming here. But I think the combination of Adams, Jacobs, Waller, Derek Carr, give me the Raiders. I agree. I agree. Uh oh, Linda. I agree. Raiders. They finally, the Raiders finally get a win. Can you finally get a win, Raiders? I did not think that's what you were gonna say. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I know what you think. Yeah. Who turned on the lights? Turn off the lights. No, get those lights (laughs) off. They're too Uh, bright. Turn them off. (laughs) Raiders two and a half point favorites. So Linda goes with the dog again. The dog. Just a comedy. A commonality. (laughs) Hey, I'm dogging here. It goes with the underdog. All right. Uh, So, (laughs) so So, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Going to the underdog. Yeah, so Mitch and I go Raiders. Guest picker Linda goes with Denver. Going to the Sunday night game, Tampa Bay. No day for Sunday night. They're playing on Sunday night again. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Bucks, Chiefs. Uh oh. Uh oh. Super Bowl favored by one on the road. Which Super Bowl was this? Uh, Fifty. Fifty-five. Four. Five. No. Four. Fifty-three was Patriots Rams. Fifty-five. 54 was Chiefs Oh, 55 Niners. was, fi- yeah, 50, yeah, it was 55. Yes. Oh, Linda left. The other day and Jake are out of here. Why? It's fantastic having you both on the show. Oh, have fun. Have fun. Great having you both on the show. That was chaotic. Absolutely. <laughs> chaotic is the perfect word to describe what just went down. Sorry, I'll say goodbye. Oh, she's, oh. oh. Yes. All right. Coming back Not to Not leaving the listeners stranded. Fantastic. Yeah, I would never ever do such a thing. By the way, listen to Listen with Linda Wednesdays at 1 o'clock. Right uh, listen with Linda. Who needs it? Yeah, who who ne- ne- <laughs> you were on there. Who needs it? <laughs> you guess. Actually, I was banned from the show, so Jack, yeah. Jack, who needs you it? are not welcome. I'm not welcome? Well, now you're no longer welcome on this show. So. Well, okay. I, this is awkward. I will try my best not to cry. <laughs> that's really going to like, oh God. Yeah. How well, will I continue after this? I know. Well, that's how I, well, now you know how I feel. Can't I mean, the K-U-R E-Board? <laughs> this week on KUR Drama. <laughs> we need we need hard knocks in here. <laughs> hard knocks KUR edition. KUR no, edition. because someone asked me to let them in. That was oh, all. So okay. you well, know, yeah. gotta, I gotta do the people services. What people service? 
people. I, that, I'm a people. People helping people. Per person, service. People's Mitch, person. nails it in the head. People helping people. Getting the show. Words of John Cruff. Back John, on track. Yeah. Back, Chiefs. Back on track here. Linda, we'll, we'll, we'll give you we'll get you one more pick before you part Brady today. or Mahomes. That, that's quick. Going Brady and the Bucks. Yep. Bucks. So Linda's four Easy. picks of the week. Panthers, Patriots, have, Broncos, Bucks. I have Buccaneer golf club. Like golf balls in my oh, truck. Okay. Don't what? ask why. I bought them when I went to Tampa. What? Fascinating. I it was it was an impulse purchase. I will admit. Interesting I don't even golf. You don't do I golf. Don't, I don't. Then I don't. Why do you have them? <laughs> Listen, you should bring them into the studio. <laughs> Fun activity. Get a baseball bat. Just hit a golf ball. Goes a long way. Goes a long way. Yeah, you know way. it's like stress relief, right? You just gotta yeah. peg them at some people sometimes. We'll play um, we'll again, play baseball in here with those like me and Jack did in the hallway with my cane. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic, fantastic statement. That was but more again, dodgeball. But again, there is a reason we play this disclaimer at the top of the hour. We do not uh, promote pelting people with golf balls. So no, agreed. Yeah, I retract my statement. So. I do not pelt anybody unless they say who needs Christian McCaffrey. Um, then it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Only um, Mitch. I think this is the perfect time to deter from this conversation. Go any further. <laughs> Back to back to Sunday night <laughs> for the third time. Bucks Chiefs. Linda went with the Bucks, oh, so got sorry. her pick. Riding with Tom Brady, uh, trying to get Tampa Bay to three and one. Both these teams two and one, sorry. and rather shocking losses. So, Linda saying salute, sayonara. Thank sayonara. you for guest starring on the show. Sayonara. One and only appearance. Salute. Yeah. To you and Mitch. Goodbye. Thanks Linda Zanega. That's right. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> not how you say it. Not how you say it. It's that's not not how you spell it or say it. So how do you say it? Let's leave it at that. It is Zuniga. 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 Yes. Zuniga. Yes. There's a cup. There's like a couple days. I was close. Maybe. I don't know. Good thing we have time to kill. Good thing we moved through this NFL city Okay. Goodbye. So Linda Zuniga. Let's ride. Wow. All right. That is not right. Not right. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, Chiefs, Bucks, Sunday Night Football, though. Uh, guest picker, Linda, goes Tampa Bay. Mitch, what do you got for this one? Well, I think it's interesting because Mike Evans will be back after yes. his suspension. Yep, was out last week. Did not play against Green Bay. Yeah, that was a hard-fought loss to Green Bay, just a muddy game. Similar, though, with the Chiefs losing to the Colts. This is really an interesting game for me. I think... Um, it's really going to come down to what generates more, Brady and Evans or Mahomes and uh, Kelsey over there. Uh, personally, if I had to guess, I, I watched how Green Bay had a rhythm going against uh, this Bucks defense and how it was interrupted by that fumble. I think Mahomes is able to generate a lot of offense against this, get into that rhythm. He's such a dynamic quarterback. Uh, give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs, Sunday Night Football. Yeah, uh, you know, and that's a great point. You know, the Chiefs' offense was flowing, uh, and they, if they can keep things up against that pack, uh, against that Bucks defense, we saw how susceptible Tampa was to the first two drives before they really got things back in gear. I don't know, man. Something about Brady playing in primetime experience. I like the Bucks in this one. You know, it's just... Didn't Brady forget what down it was on primetime? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. At Chicago? Yes. Yeah. But... <laughs> He's um, like, why are you guys walking off the field? <laughs> What's going on? I thought it's third down. It's third down. So it, it wasn't third down. It was fourth down. Anyway, yeah. Uh, this Bucks offense does not look good, but I think Mike Evans getting back will resurge it. Uh, I think this is the game where this Bucks offense gets right. I really do. Really? So you think Fournette goes off? Yeah, as Carrie Underwood says, it's a primetime fight. So And that's exactly what it's going to be. Fournette gets it back in gear. Back on track goes Tampa Bay. They go to three and one. Give me the Bucks to win. Hey Jack, it's a fact. The show's back, back in, in town. town. <laughs>
The Bucks and the Chiefs of Primetime Showdown. Well, we're going to take the saying of going coast to coast, literally, because we're going to go from Tampa Bay, Florida, out to San Francisco, California. Monday Night Football. It's the Rams and the Niners. We're going to start breaking this one down. But Better we're games this week. I love we're it. Wrap it up coming back uh, from our break. And, yes, Rams are favored to win this one. Uh, in terms of the FBI predictions uh, from ESPN, I have 60 something to, to nine. Sorry. Niners are one and a half point favorites, though. Mitch, give me your update. I'm going to interrupt. Uh, I have a sor- a trusted source, and now yeah, a trusted source saying that Hurricane Ian has made landfall. I'm checking the location near Conacosta as a category four hurricane. Winds of 155 miles per hour. Uh, this does not mean the situation is over by any means. Uh, once you get through the first half of the storm, that's that's all it is. It's just half. There's still a back half of the storm to go, uh, and that's just for the coast. You still have all these inland effects uh, ready to go, but just thought I'd throw that update your way. Hurricane Ian has made landfall as one of the strongest storms to ever strike the continental United States near Conacosta, uh, Florida, right here on this Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, back and again, you. you know, we mentioned earlier those houses being dragged away. Uh, but yes, that was in Fort Myers Beach. So uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the houses, but yes, that it's going to be a widespread. It, it's situation. yeah, it's going it's going to make large effects across the southern half of Florida, and we'll see it through Orlando as it's progresses on. Is that the track is currently on? But again, we mentioned earlier on hurricanes are hard to predict, so we don't really fully know just because it makes landfall uh, in one area, it can go all over the place. So again, it's very unpredictable. But once again, best wishes to everyone in Florida. Stay safe. Uh, and continue to you know do the things you have to do. But we are going to take our first break of hour number two when we come back, uh, f- finishing up NFL slate and <laughs> finishing up NFL slate. What with are you Rams laughing at? And 49ers. Sorry, I see a sign on the window here that just made me chuckle. A What's bit. it say? So stick with you. Who needs him? So <laughs> stick with us right here on Heavy Hitters as we try to get things back under control. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters. Hour number two progressing here. We're on our final preview of NFL Week Four. Uh, getting into Rams Niners. Just saw Josh Toot, our resident Cowboy fan, in the lobby, and he was <laughs> dismayed that I picked the Commanders. <laughs> of course he is, though. But Love to hear full it, bias there. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. So, Rams, uh, they won last week, right? Yes, they in did. In a not impressive fashion, but they've, got, they've righted the ship after their uh, first week collapse uh, against the Bills. They are 2-1. and one. The Niners with a tough primetime loss uh, to the hands of the Broncos, correct, on Sunday night. 11 to 10. Yeah, gross score. And I'm going to make it two in a row for the Niners. Two primetime losses in a row. Give me the Rams pretty comfortably here. Uh, I understand it was Jimmy Garoppolo's first week back. I understand all this stuff. but it's the full-time starter. Yeah, uh, give me the Rams. They're just a very good team, and they're going to be showing that throughout the season. Now, I would agree with you. The Rams are clearly the better team in my mind. But McVay has had his struggles against Kyle Shanahan, especially in San Francisco. Uh, We saw last year on Monday night, the Niners just dismantled his team uh, at home. And I think that continues. I remember that very vividly. I think that continues this year. Uh, If, you know, ask me if this is at L.A., I'm taking the Rams. But since it's in San Francisco and Shanahan's had McVay's number in the regular season— Give me San Francisco to win this one. I think they'll bounce back. Debo has a good game. Ayuk uh, has a solid game as well. Kittle gets involved. Jimmy G just looks a little bit better. And again, I'm not a Jimmy G believer. I'm not. I don't think the guy's that good. But 
I think they find a way to get things done this week against the Rams, so give me the 49ers. I think I'm higher on Jimmy G, and yet I still have the Rams winning. I think I'm higher on Jimmy G than you as a as a whole here, so... Uh, interesting little uh, differential there, but a nice NFC West showdown Monday night. We got three, at minimum, decent games on primetime this week. So, Absolutely. Love to see it. Good for the NFL when the national games are good to watch. Um, we got college to talk about, don't we? Yes, sir, we do. We're going to start on Friday night uh, with a Pac-12 showdown, 1030 ESPN, 4-0, 15th-ranked Washington Huskies. Michael Penix, the Indiana transfer quarterback, travels down to the Rose Bowl to take on the undefeated 4-0 UCLA Bruins. Um, so this is a, you know, just, I don't know if this game's going to be great. Washington's favorite by two and a half, but it's, you know, it's an in-conference game. And I just think it's interesting because the Pac-12 we mentioned on the Monday show has been better than a lot of people thought it would be. So I, I, don't, I don't know what to make, this, make of this one. I'd like Washington to win. I'd like Washington to cover. But yeah, uh, it's just fascinating. You know, these are some of the, few remaining 4-0 teams in all of college football, and they will square up against each other. So just interesting matchup. Yeah, just give me Washington. Give me Washington? It's, it's simple as that. Give me Washington. No problem. You know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in the country, 896 yards, eight touchdowns, but one interception through the first four games of the season. Nice uh, quick in-and-out procedure. You and know he's tacked I mean? on 170 on the ground and two touchdowns. So, yeah, he poses a great dual-threat. But Michael Penix, man. 1,388 passing yards through the first four games, oh my 12 goodness. touchdowns, one pick. Yeah, uh, this Washington offense has been pretty solid. So, look Just at that. a little bit. Huskies, very surprising. They're one of the best surprise teams of the year thus far. Uh, I would have also have to go with Washington to win, as I mentioned. So just that's just an interesting Friday night game to watch. Not fully worthy of an in-depth breakdown, but just some quick stuff. Uh, yes, that one is certainly a game you should be having your eyes on on Friday night if you can tune in. Going to Saturday, though, another game to watch, not full breakdown. Michigan goes to Iowa, Kinnick Stadium, noon start time. Michigan faced a test last week. We mentioned their uh, bout with Maryland uh, and how they struggled a little bit in that one, whether it was a reason for concern or is it just you know a little bit of reality check considering the first three teams they played were Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. Uh, for anyone who's unaware, not a strong level of competition. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was just more of a reality check. There are things to be concerned about. Uh, the defense was not fantastic, but I think they'll get things back on track. Uh, but again, you cannot sleep on Iowa. They they can make you hurt if you sleep on them. So Michigan's favored by 11. I think they do come away with a win in this one, but a gut feeling tells me Iowa covers. Hmm, Jack, it's 327, and Michigan still sucks. Wow. <laughs> Bold. Nah, it's uh, yeah. I at least cover for Iowa. I'm not saying definitively a win, but I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. No, <laughs> black eyed peas. <laughs> uh, no, give me uh, give me Michigan in a very close game. I would agree with you there. I would agree with you. Got to get there. that Penn State line in though. It's 3:27, and Michigan still sucks. <laughs> My brother would be proud. Well, if he's tuning in to the show, I think uh, he's got bigger problems. Yes, he does. Yeah, down he in is Orlando. In Florida, so. <laughs> Um, I'll, 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 I hope your brother's doing well, Mitch. By the way, you were saying these headphones don't work in one ear. They don't. Everything's fine over here. Oh, well, that's good for you. <laughs> so, I don't know. They keep going in and out for me, mm. like mine. I think what it is is, like, when there's something being played, like, I don't know why we're having this discussion on air, but <laughs> when there's something being played on the, uh, on the lap, like, not laptop, computer, like a, yes. uh, like a track or something. Yep. Then it's only the right. But when we're talking, 
both ears. Yeah, I yeah I would agree. I think that's a good take of that. A good take, yeah, well, because it's factual. Yeah, yes, it is. Researched factual, it. So I would agree with you. We're gonna go down to Oxford, I'll take the left headphone to cover. Headphone to cover. We're going down Oxford, Mississippi. Seventh ranked Kentucky. Fourteenth ranked Ole Miss. Both teams four and SEC showdown. Kentucky in the East, Ole Miss in the West. Both these teams trying to go to five and zero. And interesting dynamic in this one, just because. You know, Ole Miss hasn't played a high level of competition through the first four games. They beat Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and scraped by a win over Tulsa. So, again, you know, Tulsa gave them a little bit of a test, but in terms of overall level of competition, not much uh, there for Ole Miss. However, for Kentucky, they had that Week 2 game where they went down to the Swamp and pulled out a win against the Gators 26-16. Other than that, Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, and Northern Illinois. So, But they were tested. That's the difference between these two teams' resumes. Kentucky was tested Ole Miss has not in terms of the level of competition because no team on Ole Miss's schedule has sniffed Florida. But I digress from that. Uh, getting in terms of the actual matchups to look forward to. This Ole Miss offense is known for their high-flying ability to just take shots down the field. It's been a different kind of ability this year for this Ole Miss offense. Jackson, Dart, and Luke Altmyer. there's no really definitive starter there. They've both, got, both gotten action. I mean, Dart's gotten more of the action, but both have seen some playing time in the early going. And... Yeah, it's more been of a patient wait-and-see game underneath, try to methodically march down the field, heavy reliance on the run game with uh, Zach Evans, the five-star transfer from TCU. He was highly regarded coming out of high school. Uh, was rumored to potentially go to Alabama, then went to TCU after some academic stuff happened. But now he's with Lane Kiven and the Rebs at Ole Miss, but he is not going to be playing in this game. Uh, so Evans is out. So is Ulysses Bentley. So those are two running backs out. They're going to go to their third-string guy, Quinshawn Judkins, the, the freshman. He's very talented. Uh, you know, 70 carries, 429, that's 6.1 and 5 touchdowns. So he is a very talented player, but lack of experience is my only concern there. Jackson Dart there. Look, this is a game that's going to come down to turnovers for me. Ole Miss is an offense that has turned it over. They put the ball on the ground. They've thrown some interceptions. Can Kentucky win the turnover battle to make the difference in this game? Ole Miss is favored by 7 uh, Will Levis is there. They get their starting running back, Evan Rodriguez, back for this game. Uh, big development there for the Wildcats' run game. But will it be enough to pull out a big-time road win? Mitch, what are your thoughts on this one? Mm, he went to Ole Miss. I went to work. Um, that song's been playing in my head the whole time we're talking about this. Uh, man, I really don't know about this. I don't think the line should be seven, whatever it is. Um, who who'd you say was favored? Ole Miss. Okay. By the way, it's, it's Chris Rodriguez, not Evan. I made a mistake. It's okay. We that's, forgive you. That's my fault. So Kentucky is seven-point dogs. Yes. Wow. Um, I definitely think Kentucky covers. Give me Kentucky to win outright. Wow. I think the uh, I think the strength of schedule that you talked about that they've played already proves to be the difference. First test of the year, really, for Ole Miss. I think they falter. I think they falter because of that. Yeah. And, you know, if you're Ole Miss, you're going to have to make – look, if you want to – track to win this game. This defense was bad in recent years, but they've been steadily improving. This they're, they're pretty solid this year. Kentucky's offensive line has allowed some pressure to Will Levis. He's gotten sacked 16 times the first four games. Uh, that's four sacks a game with some quick, with some quick simple math. Um, but On yeah. average. Yeah, on average. Uh, it's obviously going to fluctuate, but on <laughs> average, allowing four sacks a game. Uh, not good. You're, look, if you're Ole Miss, you got to make Will Levis beat you with some spectacular throws on obvious passing downs. That's the way Ole Miss is going to win this game. If they can make Will Levis have to make some miraculous plays through the air. Um, you know, We'll see what the impact of Chris Rodriguez has on this team come Saturday. But 
Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Mitch. I like Kentucky to cover, Kentucky to win. Yeah, all so. right. I thought you were acting like I was crazy when I said it. No, uh, because I, I no, I thought the line was crazy. I just mm. don't think Ole Miss is a seven point favorite. No, not no. at all. And That's obviously, a crazy home field factors line. into that by three or four. But yeah, um, yeah. Give me Kentucky. Give, give me Kentucky. I like it too. Yeah. Um, Where are we so. moving next? We're moving next. Oh man, noon. Oh Oklahoma TCU. Not a full breakdown, but this is just a game Rager to watch. Country. Again, we 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 do this games we fully break down like our last one. Games to watch. Oklahoma coming off a tough loss at home against Kansas State. Uh, they have no time to dwell on it. TCU is a sleeper team. They're 3-0. and You can't uh, go in there sleepwalking. Otherwise, they'll catch a nap, and literally. Um, Six-and-a-half-point favorites are the Sooners. I like the Sooners to win, uh, but that's just interesting to monitor. Let's see if Oklahoma uh, bounces back, or do they let that loss against Kansas State affect them? Oklahoma bounces back. I would agree with you there. Uh, keeping it Big 12, Texas Tech goes to K-State. K-State eight-point favorites. Both teams coming to 3-1. and one. Uh, Joey McGuire, the head coach of the Red Raiders, got his name right this time. Thank goodness. I called him Jerry on the Monday show. <laughs> I felt very foolish, but it's Joey. Joey has got the Red Raiders in a good position. Uh, I tell you what, uh, he's a guy who motivates his players. Uh, there was a big win at home against Texas last week. Can they take it on the road and go play uh, against the Wildcats at K-State and Adrian Martinez? Uh, I do like K-State to win, but this is just another one of your games to watch at noon. Uh, for all of you, uh, for all the casual, no, not all of you, I'm not going to go out there and objectively label everybody, but the casuals, as they are called, will like to say that there are off weekends of college football. I said on the Monday show, there's no such thing. There is no such thing. There's a lot of fantastic games in week five. It is just, but that's how it is every week. There are always great games to watch in terms of college football. I don't know if this is going to be a good one, but it's an interesting Big 12 matchup because the Big 12 is anyone's conference. If you go look at the standings in this conference, it's everyone's still there. Everyone's got a shot. Kansas, Baylor, Kansas State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU. I mean, all these teams have a shot uh, in conference play. Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas, and West Virginia are the only teams with a loss to this point. But, you know, I think it's going to be the champion of this conference has two losses in conference play. It's just how it is. This conference is so even all across the board, with especially how well Kansas has played. You know, you can't sleep on the likes of TCU and Iowa State. So, Big 12, it's anyone's conference. It's going to be a dogfight all year. Yeah, I, I, and that's such a good thing for college football when you have conferences that are constantly battling like that. You know what I mean? It's Agreed, like, 100%. Because my big gripe and a lot of other quote-unquote casuals gripes with college football is it's top-heavy. That's exactly the gripe I have with it. Uh, and that's why, you know, we get into our debate about expanding the playoffs or anything. And, you know, I look at it from the sense of, you know, let's get, like, more parity, like the NFL. And then, of course, you say, well, that's the beauty of college football is that it's not the NFL. Yes. Uh, I think, though, this is a good thing that it's such a wide-open conference, at least here. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Uh, I love that the Big 12 is anyone's conference. Uh, but yes, no, the casual label is not directed to slander you, Mitchell. It is not. I don't is, know about that. It is not a directed slander at you. I know you are more of an NFL guy. I love the NFL, yeah. But yes, and, I, and I'm and i more of a college guy. doesn't mean I don't like the NFL. I, I, I like both. Yeah, exactly. Objectively, for me, college does more to... Please me in terms of the, you know, there's a lot of things to go College ahead. atmosphere is insane. Co- yeah, absolutely. And, it's just absolutely one of the, insane. and the traditions all across the country. You don't get that in the pros. You know, it's very centralized in bigger markets and yep. big cities. And, you know, the likes of Boone, North Carolina, for example, with Appalachian oh, State, uh, they will not get, they would not get national recognition Luke in terms Combs. of the professional market. Yes, Luke Combs. Um, but yes. Um, but yes, again, it's just college football does things that the pros just can't mirror. Which and is great. I love that and that's they what both makes exist, it beautiful. you know? And that's just what makes it fantastic yep if my phone would work i could scroll down and find our next game to preview but <laughs> things just don't want to cooperate right now 
Oregon State, Utah, that's a 2 o'clock start time. And Oregon State, they nearly beat USC at home last week. 17-14, the Trojans barely survived. Uh, and up in Corvallis, Oregon, you know, that's a place where USD has struggled uh, over recent years. They just don't, for whatever reason, going up to Research Stadium, they they just can't win cleanly. It's not like they blow out Oregon State. It's always hard-fought tight games. But USD gets out of there with a win. Oregon State has a chance to pull off a stunner at Utah. Can they give the Utes a loss? I'm not sure I would favor Utah because they're favored by 10.5. Yeah, let's go Utah. Um, yeah, just give me Utah, but that's just another interesting game to monitor. First of the 3.30 slate, Alabama and Arkansas. We briefly mentioned this on the Monday show, but this is well-deserving of a full deep dive. Alabama on the road recently, uh, in recent years. They do not have the secret sauce that they had in years past with the likes of the Najee Harris teams and Devonta Smiths and the Mac Jones, two attack by low with Jalen Hurts. I could go on with all the great players they put in the NFL in recent years. But for whatever reason, over the past several years, they have not had the magic elixir to go on the road and absolutely dominate teams. It just hasn't happened. Last year, they struggled at Florida, struggled at A&M, and lost, and struggled at Auburn to get out with a 24-22 overtime win. This year, we've seen a lot of the same trends. Went down to Texas in Week 2, 120-19, undisciplined play, offensive line didn't look great. It just seems that they have been more rattled on the road. And you're going to get an Arkansas team that's in wounded animal mode, or, for play on words, wounded hog mode. Uh, That tough, tough loss against A&M last week down in Jerry's World. What a jokester. But... They get to come home to Reynolds Razorback Stadium, and that atmosphere is going to be rocking. you got to pack that stadium, uh, make Alabama try to feel the heat, get any external factor advantage that you possibly can, and you can absolutely do that with the home field that you have. Um, Alabama's favored by a huge margin, 17-and-a-half. Uh, absolutely big line. I don't think there's any – I mean, not, not any way. I mean, there's absolutely a way that uh, Alabama could cover. But in this game last year in Tuscaloosa – Bryce Young threw for 560 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, If Arkansas was to win this game, you absolutely cannot have your secondary getting shredded in that magnitude. You need to bring that number down by about 150. Keep keep Bryce Young at around the 350 to 400. That'll give you a a fair shot because your offense can trade points. Uh, You have one of the best rushing attacks in the country, ninth graded rushing attack in the country. The problem is that's Bama's defensive strength. They have the fourth best rushing defense in the country. So interesting to see how strength for strength matches up there. Can KJ Jefferson do enough through the air to Jordan Hazelwood and the other weapons there for the Arkansas offense to win? I'm not sure, but I will say I like Alabama to win, Arkansas to cover. I don't think any way, I don't think there's a way that Alabama wins that game by more than 17 points. I just don't. Well, I think the only way that it happens is quite possible, and that is if uh, Bryce Young does start shredding early and does start replicating for, last year's performance. Exactly. Showing what he did last year. It takes the run a lot out of the game script. You know, it takes their number one strength out of the script. And over time, played out over the course of the game, that could really open things up. Yeah. Uh, but KJ Jefferson's also a dual threat quarterback. So it's not that right. the run will fully be eliminated. He can take off and make some absolutely monumental plays with his legs. Like, he is just a phenomenal quarterback. Fantastic athlete, I must say. KJ Jefferson is. But so if if Alabama gets out to a, I'd say if they're up fourteen, 14 in the first seven minutes of the game. Yeah, if they're if they're up by two scores within the first ten minutes, I think it Alabama covers. Yes. Okay, I would agree. However, by that by the end of the first quarter, if it's within a score, you no, know, if it's like they won't 14, cover. 14, 10 or fourteen fourteen, fourteen seven even. Yeah. You know, for Arkansas, it's about limiting the Big Bama start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't let them get off to a fast start. Otherwise, that's not going to bode well for you. We have to take our last break of today's show. When we come back, previewing more of the marquee matchups for Week 5 of college football right here on Heavy Hitters. Stick with us. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm alongside Mitchell Smedley for the final 
18 minutes of today's show, getting back into our college football week so precise. five discussion. We were wrapping up Alabama, Arkansas at Reynolds Razorback Stadium. That's 3.30 kickoff on CBS. Alabama favored by 17 and a half. Uh, Mitch says, I agree with you, Mitch, though. If uh, Bama can get off to a fast start, they can run away with that thing. But if Arkansas can tame the dragon early and keep it close, um, it'll be a fun it'll be a fun matchup and should be a down-to-the-wire game all the way to the end. But, yes, I think we both have Alabama to win. Uh, I do have Arkansas to cover, though. So I do not. Yeah, he has Bama and a runaway. So, interesting. Um, just some Big Ten brief mentions. Ohio State host Rutgers. They are 40-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, Against Rutgers. Oh, my. Poor Rutgers is about to get absolutely slaughtered. I'm Looks sorry. It's like Rutgers to cover. <laughs> no, sir. Give me give me Ohio State to cover. Wow. Yeah. It's not going to be close. Wow. It's not. Speaking that's of not, not close. Dude, if they win by 39, it's not close, but it covers. Speaking of not going to be close, Penn State hosts Northwestern. 26.5 point favorites are the Nittany Lions trying to go to 5-0. and Josh uh, Toot might be picking Northwestern. Josh Toot picking like... Northwestern? <laughs> no. Um, but... Yeah, Northwestern's 1-3. They're pitiful. Might be the worst team in the Big Ten. As he put it, we struggled against... Uh, no way you would pick Northwestern, boys. No, okay. He just pops just in and barging into our studio. Can yeah. we lock this? Um, no, unfortunately. What but, a bummer. Yeah. Northwestern's lone win came against Nebraska in Week 1. Since they've lost to Duke, 31-23. No slight at Duke. Duke's had a good start. FCS Southern Illinois at home, 31-24. And they fell last week at home to Miami of Ohio out of the MAC, 17-14. So... This would be a stunner of all stunners if Penn State found a way to lose this one at home. Yeah, give me Penn State. Give it's me not close. Penn State. Oklahoma State Baylor, the rematch of the Big 12 championship game last year. And for honestly, during Champ Week, this is probably one that you were not tuned into. You were probably tuned into Georgia Bama for the SEC championship game. But uh, this one had a photo finish of all finishes. Ohio, uh, Ohio State. Oklahoma State got stuffed at the goal line, I believe, four times. Um, yeah, fourth and goal. They try to take it to the outside, die for the pylon. Their running back comes up a half yard short. Baylor wins the Big 12. Uh, Dave Aranda, so calm, cool, and collected on that sideline. Uh, he just looked like his heartbeat wasn't even through his <laughs> chest at all. He just... He went Belichick mode? Yeah, uh, looked like, yeah, precisely. Um, but yeah, Baylor, the reigning Big 12 champs, take on Oklahoma State at home. Baylor two-point favorites. Uh, Mike Gundy and company coming off of a bye where Baylor had to go up to Ames, Iowa and had a dogfight with the Cyclones. So interesting dynamic. You can use the rested versus not rested uh, dichotomy to determine this one. But I like Baylor win again. Uh, you know, shaping their quarterback for Baylor. I think he'll just have enough to get it done. Uh, he had a solid game last week. Again, he doesn't like the world on fire through the air, 773 through the air, seven touchdowns, but he doesn't turn the ball over. He's only thrown one interception. Uh, they got Richard Reese on the ground, who's done a solid job. Three fifteen, six touchdowns. Quarterback battle for me, though. Can can Oklahoma State and Spencer Sanders in this offense do enough? Spencer Sanders is taking another step forward. Nine sixteen through the air, ten touchdowns, one pick so far in the early going. Uh, will will this Oklahoma State offense be able to do enough uh, to get the win? It's going to be a gritty game. It's going to be like a twenty three twenty contest. Neither of these offenses are going to are going to you know. Go crazy in terms of putting up 40-plus. It's just going to be a hard-fought game. Both these teams are solid defensively, and they just do enough offensively to get by. So it'll be an interesting matchup to look at. I do like Baylor to win. They're the home team. They're the favorite. Uh, give me Baylor to beat Oklahoma State again. Give me Oklahoma State. I like it. Oklahoma I, I, State. I, I could have went either way. But Road upset. You will go with the Cowboys to, to win this one. I'll go with the Cowboys at some point this week, yeah. Yeah. Sticking to the Big 12, Iowa State, Kansas. The Cyclones roll into Lawrence, Kansas, to take on the undefeated Kansas Jayhawks. Iowa State favored by three. 
Uh, the disrespect to Kansas continues. Jalen Daniels playing Still like the best quarterback this? in the country. Still on this disrespect. It is. I mean, look, they should be top 20 based on what they've done. They're 4-0. They have the strength of schedule to match up with any team in that area of 20-25. to 25. And, yeah, I don't know. Give me Kansas at home as a dog. Uh, they cover three and they win it outright. Who are they playing again? I'm sorry. Iowa State. Iowa State? Oh. I'll ride with you on Kansas. Okay, I'll Kansas believe for a week. I'll believe to five and zero. Oh. He is a believer. Three thirty, and, and we're they covering rock it up to number one. We're covering my team, baby. Oh Whoa, god, in deep. Oh boy, deep dive breakdown. Florida State, four and zero, oh, hosting the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest, twenty two versus twenty three. Florida State seven point favorites in this one. Wow, the line has just continued to grow. This one opened up at about Florida State minus four. Why? As the week has gone on, the Knolls have continued to be more and more favored uh, because they think weather is going to play a, a, maybe maybe a factor in mm. this one. You know, the current track of Hurricane Ian does not have Tallahassee getting hit a whole lot, uh, but they could see some win there. And we've mentioned how Wake Forest rushing attack isn't the best, and throwing the football into the wind is not fun. Uh, it, it gets blown no, around difficult. and knocked down. Yeah. So uh, it could be taking a big strength out of Wake Forest's hands, but, again, there's nothing confirmed there. We mentioned hurricanes are really hard to track exactly, so maybe Tallahassee gets affected, maybe it does not. Yeah, generally, um, when you have a low-pressure system there, it, the surrounding area usually has gusty winds. So, uh, Good note. Despite the, despite the exact track, you know, if you've ever been around one of these systems, like uh, up here, I guess, Irene, Sandy, ECS would be the latest one in 2020. You know, there's wind uh, afterwards, even like long after the storm's gone. So could be an issue. Uh, but if I had to guess, not even guess, if I just had to believe with my heart just to see you upset next week, I'll take Wake Forest. Wake Forest to win, Wake Forest to cover. Interesting. Um, no bias here, honestly. No bias. It's None. Just, zero. No, 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 no. You're None not going to let me talk. I, I'm going to break this down. I'm not just going to go here and say no bias, no bias at all. Florida State wins. That's no, what I thought you were going to say. Because that's clearly a bias take. That's let what me, I thought you were going to say. Me, look, let me paint the picture of how Florida State wins. Paint game. it, Bob Ross. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. It is what it is in my mind. These are two offenses that are trending in the right direction. Wake Forest has had a good offense in the past couple of years. Sam Hartman, the most experienced quarterback in the country, he knows what he's doing. He can sling it uh, up, up with the best of them. So Wake is going to put up their points. Uh, but Florida State can too. This offense has looked different this year. The receiver room is a lot better. Micah Pittman, Johnny Wilson, um, you know, Ontario Wilson. Different guys have done it each week. Johnny Wilson against Louisville. Ontario Wilson versus LSU. Uh, you had Kentron Poitier, a big catch last week. Poitier, uh, excuse me, Poitier, a big catch last week against Boston College. Uh, against Duquesne, it was uh, Pittman had his week, excuse me. So yeah, uh, every guy has had a big week uh, in different weeks. And Darion Williamson dealing with an injury, but he had a big game versus Boston College. Went for 5 for 98. So, uh, different guys have done it each week. They have a three-headed monster in the ground, too, but it's mostly just Trayshawn Ward and Trey Benson. They also cycle in Lawrence Tofili, who can break off a big run as a speed threat. But yeah, Trey Benson, man, the transfer from Oregon, he looks great, looks fully healthy. Uh, was barreling down BC defenders last week. I think he's second in the country in most broken tackles. Uh, behind Texas is Bijan Robinson, so Benson is a monster in the backfield. Um, but yeah, you know I think all signs point to Florida State winning this game. They have the rushing game advantage. I think they can trade points with Wake Forest, and I think the Knowles defense is better. Uh, they've looked better this year than they have in years past, and you have to give credit to Adam Fuller, the D.C. at Florida State, for getting things turned around a little bit from what they were in years past. 
but also comes with the personnel change. Renardo Green has stepped up as the number one corner on this team. Uh, you got the youth in terms of like Kevin Knowles and uh, Duke Cooper, a.k.a. Amarian Cooper is his name, but they call him Duke Cooper. Uh, you got Jam- Jamie Robinson, one of the best safeties in the country. So just there's a lot of advantages teetering to Florida State's favor. It's also going to be a home game. Doe Campbell's going to be rocking for the 330 kickoff. Uh, again, yeah, in terms of advantages, there's not a lot going Wake's way. That's why if Florida State win this game, they're going to go to 5-0. and I just think all signs point to FSU winning this game. Uh, and the biggest point I didn't talk about, Jordan Travis has taken monumental steps forward and has developed him one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Not, not the best. He hasn't gone that far. But he has... He is a great. He is second in passer rating out of all all eligible quarterbacks. So, yeah, Jordan Travis has really taken that next step as a passer. And this team just looks different. They have. Uh, they're 4-0 for a reason. I think they go to 5-0. And wait, it's just not a good matchup for Wake. Coming off that tough, tough home OT loss, uh, double OT loss against Clemson, you got to bounce back going on the road, playing a big-time environment against a team that's feeling confident and firing on all cylinders right now. Give me the Knowles. Uh, but before we move on, a quick message from the KUR and OPA. Attention, KU community. The Women's Center and the LGBTQ Plus Resource Center are excited to welcome alumni to the Boxwood House on Saturday, October 22nd from 12 to 2 p.m. for the Homecoming Alumni Open House. Alumni will be able to tour the Boxwood House, share memories, enjoy good food, and reconnect with KU. Be there and be a part of this special celebration. This message of community interest brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kissing University. KU, welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody. Mitch, you know it's a good a event lot. when the food isn't just food, but it's good food. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. Love that little advertise good food. So, <laughs> Well, it's confirmed, that sounds like, you know. So you go wake, I go FSU. Yeah, I mean... Call it a, a, a hunch. I get what you're saying. Everything you said is valid. But went toe-to-toe with Clemson last week, and I saw how uh, Florida State struggled against LSU and, and all that. You know, I get that story. I wouldn't say struggle. I mean, they just struggled to close it out. They played a really good game outside of the final seven minutes. Okay. Well, um, you know, bottom line, at some point they struggled there for quite some time. Uh, I just, I, I got to feeling about this after going like that with Clemson. Wake Forest has something in them that people aren't recognizing. So, you know, call it an upset of the week, whatever you want, but uh, maybe it's an uninformed take. I'm going to go Wake Forest, and I'm going to be confident. It's just a hunch. I I respect it. Uh, A couple games here left in our final time. Texas A&M travels down to Starkville, Mississippi, to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. This line opened up as one-and-a-half favorites for Mississippi State. Again, this is another one where the line just keeps going up. Uh, the Vegas odds now have Mississippi State as four-point favorites in this one. Will Rogers and this air raid offense try to try to slash this Aggie secondary. But Texas A&M has, had a, has a really good defense. It's going to be a tough matchup for both sides. Again, do we see this A&M offense take the next step forward? Uh, they've had some lackluster games, but their offense has done just enough to get them by with a couple of wins. They're now 3-1, and one, really done a great job shaking off that tough home loss against App State. Uh, but how do they do here in a tough road environment? Uh, and they can't overlook this one. They have Alabama in Tuscaloosa next week. Mm-hmm. You cannot have that locker room overlooking this game. This Mississippi State team I mentioned on the show, a very underrated team. You know, they suffered that tough loss in Death Valley at LSU, but this team is not to be slept on. They are very dangerous, uh, and they can cause a lot of damage. So uh, I like Mississippi State to win. I do. I think A&M suffers their next loss. Nope, give me A&M. Okay. They're not underrated. They're rated. They're rated. They're not underrated. No, they're, they're rated. rated. <laughs> rightly rated. Rated, yeah, rightly rated or rated properly. You can go. I many prefer a, rated. Many, many ways. Yeah, I prefer rated. Sticking in the SEC. The LSU. Raiders. 
Sticking to the SEC, though, yeah, the Raiders. <laughs> LSU at Auburn. LSU favored by nine. Auburn, man. Auburn's got to win the football game. What a, no, they're not. But what a weird situation. <laughs> yeah, what oh, a weird situation. Tragic. The athletic department at Auburn is just such a puzzling situation to look at. Uh, they came out before the Missouri game and said, if, if we lose this game to Missouri at home, we will fire Brian Harson. They ended up winning the game 17-14. They haven't fired him. What has changed? What, what has that Missouri game shown you? that you're just not going to fire him now. What difference is it going to make if you fire him now or fire him in the offseason? You're not going to go anywhere anyway. You play in the best division in college football. You're not going to compete. You don't have the talent or the roster to compete. You don't have a good quarterback situation. Sorry, TJ Finley, you're just not that good. Um, breaking news. but Hope he's not listening. If, yeah, he's not listening, more than likely. If he, if he by the off chance, somehow <laughs> is. Uh, no disrespect intended. but <laughs> No disrespect, but you suck. That's you're what just, Jack says. Look, you're just not good compared to the rest of the quarterbacks in that division. He's just not. Um, but, yeah, not really sure what the thought process of the Auburn yeah. athletic department is. <laughs> yeah, we're going to fire you if you lose this game. Squeaked by by a field goal. Oh, yeah, we'll keep him around one more week. Well, what difference is it going to make? What What is he going to show you in these next coming weeks that he hasn't shown you already as a coach? He Why? is just not capable to be the head coach at Auburn. It's clear as day. It's just not. It just didn't work. You have to take your losses, move on, and find the next guy the next time around in hiring a coach. Just find the right guy this time. I mean, oh, my goodness. What if he wins this week, Jack? They're going to keep him around. They're just going to keep him around until they lose. <laughs> and honestly, I hope Auburn wins. I keep really the saga hope they going. do. Keep it going, man. Yeah. Win as many games Let's as possible. Let's go, Auburn. Uh, imagine a situation where Auburn somehow finds a way to go like 9-3. and three. Yeah. Well, I feel like that'd be so funny. Just because, just because the... <laughs> my goodness. What? I just can't believe it. I just don't know why they don't fire him now. It makes, I, it zero makes sense absolutely no sense. It's like, hey. There is zero rational thought going on in the know, athletic it, department right now. Is he really at a spot where his job is decided by three points? Yeah. The difference of three points? By uh, Is his job really decided by a narrow win in overtime against Mizzou? Yeah. No. Uh, sorry, Brian Harson. You're getting fired one way or another. Just get him out of there now. You're fired. Just, just get it over with. Uh, don't really know why you're hesitating. But I digress. Yeah, LSU favored by nine. They're going to. They're, they're just going to beat them down. Uh, I think they're going to kick their teeth down their throat. Uh, it's just going to be a tough game. Sounds like a party here in the KUR lobby. Yeah, it is. It is a fun time. Final game we're going to preview. Top 10 showdown. Clemson hosting NC State. The Let's first go. ever, The first ever top 10 showdown between these two schools. Clemson 5, NC State 10. Can Devin Leary and the Wolfpack charge in and beat, take down the Tigers. No, they can't, dude. Clemson's too good, bro. Now, we mentioned weather potentially affecting the Florida State game. This one, for a fact, we know uh, is more than likely going to have weather effects. It is supposed to hit South Carolina, uh, not today, but in the coming no, days. No, over the weekend. Over yeah. the weekend. it's gonna. The weather will certainly play the effects in this game. And I'm interested to see how Clemson offense, uh, the, the Clemson offense uh, takes a look at this thing. DJ Uyongalele had a great game last week. Uh, 370 through the air, five touchdowns. They're feeling confident. Uh, but do they get a little gung-ho to try to air it out uh, with the confidence they have? Uh, I think the elements are going to play a factor. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be windy. It's going to be, again, it's going to be tough to air the ball out. But in terms of ground games, I like Clemson's better. But can we see Devin Leary in this NC State offense do some things it hasn't? If Devin Leary can find a way to effectively air out the ball, get some big plays down the field for NC State, they could win this game. There is a clear path, I think, for the Wolfpack to win this one. Well, right, but you're not going to be able to do that with the weather that's going on. Swirling, More than likely. raining. You know, you're not taking 40-yard shots down the field, but if you can accurately throw it 20, 25 yards down the field, maybe 30 yards, uh, and just find a way to get your receivers 
catch the ball, get some huge plays, yards after the catch, it's a possibility. Clemson's favored by six and a half. Gut feel tells me Clemson wins, but I think NC State covers. It's I think be Clemson covers. Clemson Let's covers. go Clemson. Shows off that number five rightful rating. They are rated, not overrated. Yeah. And I, I know, know Jack disagrees with that. I don't think they're the fifth best team in the country, but that's I think they opinion. prove it. So I think they prove it. I think they're I, again. I'm fifty fifty. I take Clemson. I do think there's a clear cut path though for NC State to potentially win this game, and I think yeah. they could. I, I was, really think they could. I was not on board with uh, Oweyangalale. Is that yeah? DJ Oweyangalale. Oweyangalale. I always mess it up, no matter how many times I hear it. People on, just call uh, him DJU. I like to say the full name. Yeah, DJU. Um. I have heard I have heard that one. That one I can get down, but I, I try to use the full name as well. So. But I'll go DJU for the sake of this last five minutes here. Five well, minutes, right? Actually, yeah, yeah we have about minute. fifteen. Seconds, okay, so. so let's go Clemson. Let's go Birds. Penn State gonna win. It's gonna be a great weekend. And screw the Cowboys, right? Like, well, there you go. Thank you everybody for tuning into today's edition of Heavy Hitters. That's all I got to say. And Jack Heim. Stay on. There's a lot of shows coming up after this, so stick in. Stay here with KUR. We will see you guys back on Monday after a fantastic weekend of college football and NFL.